You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. 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 Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Eagles football. Sponsored by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight, your Exeter Eagles travel to Lancaster County to take on the Hempfield Black Knights. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Mike Boyer. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Exeter Sports Network broadcast of the Exeter Eagles High School Football. The Eagles have traveled to Lannisville, Lancaster County to play the Black Knights of Hempfield from the Lancaster Lebanon League in what is a pivotal game for both teams. Exeter enters tonight's contest on a two-game winning streak with a 2-1 record and looks to build on its big win last Friday night against Wilson Bulldogs. The Hempfield Black Knights, on the other hand, come into this game with a mark of 1-2 on their season, suffering back-to-back losses to two teams that Exeter is all too familiar with, that being Central York and Mannheim Central. Exeter lost a nail-biter in their season opener to Central York 28-35, and Mannheim Central sits in fourth in the PIAA District 3 power rankings, six spots ahead of the Eagles. Um, we're about 15 minutes away from the kickoff, and you're listening to the pregame show brought to you by In-Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment, 103 Lancaster Avenue in Lennon. We'll be right back to talk about the keys of tonight's game and what you can expect to see this evening right after a short break. You're listening to the Exeter High School football team right here on the Exeter Sports Network. In home Oxygen. for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. And we're back here to Landisville Hempfield High School, again for the Eagles and the Black Knights of Hempfield. Uh, we're about 10 minutes away from kickoff, and uh, tonight's an interesting matchup here. This is homecoming night for Hempfield. It's also a little bit of a revenge factor from last year's game, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, let's first talk about the Eagles. You know, last week, Exeter beat Wilson 42-14, which was a huge win for them. Uh, a great job by the Eagles coming out of that game Friday night after trailing 14-0, scoring 42 unanswered points. Uh, as I mentioned, this is the homecoming game here at Hempfield, and that's interesting for the Black Knights that they would choose Exeter as their homecoming game. Uh, it should be a red flag for the Eagles. Most teams schedule homecoming games against two types of people. They're in league rival and teams they think they can beat. So certainly this early in the season, a non-league contest says a lot about this game. And it had to be on the calendar here for about a year for Hemfield. Hemfield lost last year in overtime to the Eagles, 41-33 at Don Thomas Stadium back in Riften. And as I know Coach Bowers hammered home this point all week to his Eagles at practice, this is a huge game for Hemfield. Again, homecoming crowd and a little bit of revenge factor for them. But Exeter has the mindset and the firepower to take on that revenge factor tonight, and they'll do it behind their big three on offense. The number two rated quarterback in Berks County, Colin Payne. 
Collins, 33 for 47 on the season, just over a 70% completion ratio. He's got 651 yards on the season, seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, Collins had a very nice game last week. Uh, made one little slip up where he threw an interception, but did a great job distributing the ball around to multiple receivers and uh, did a nice job running the offense. He'll also have the, the luxury of getting the ball back to J.R. Strauss. J.R. Strauss is the third leading receiver in Berks County from his tight end position. He has 13 receptions on the season, 265 yards. Uh, he's got just over a 20-yard catch ratio for his average, and he has four touchdowns on the season. Uh, and then the third cog of the spoke for the wheels for the Eagles is their running back, the number five rusher in the county, Eric Nangle. Eric uh, has played two games this season. He has 43 carries, 303 yards. He's averaging just over seven yards a carry and four touchdowns on the season. So you talk about the quarterback, one of their receivers, and the running back, and that should tell you one thing when they're the highest combined total ranked in the county. And that Exeter is getting the job done up front with the offensive line. Uh, behind Sam Orzelak, Kyle Lash, Kyle Helm, Lucas Palange, and Anthony Cachese, Exeter is winning the point of attack, the line of scrimmage, and they're pushing the defense back, opening up holes for Nagel, giving Payne time to throw the ball. And so that's one of the biggest factors going forward and something Exeter has to continue to do tonight. One of the things we also saw last week was the uh, Joey Schlaffer coming back onto the scene as a receiver. You know, he was a major factor in the game last week, two touchdowns from his wide receiver position. And so when he starts getting going, it just makes it very difficult for defenses to just stop the run, cover the pass, and put pressure on the quarterback. So it was nice to see Joey Schlaffer get involved in the passing game downfield, which will definitely open up the run game for the Eagles. And so that's a little bit about the Eagles tonight talking to you about Hemfield. Hemfield lost last, um, last week to Century York 35-21. Key thing here is that they were tied 14-14 at the half. Uh, as I said before, Century York beat Exeter week one, and then Exeter came back uh, last year and beat Hemfield in overtime, as we said, 41-33. So that revenge factor is big for uh, the Black Knights this evening. Uh, the homecoming crowd coming in. Um, they've got all their junior high and elementary teams here, all dressed in black. So this will be a big game for Hemfield and uh, certainly a very challengeable game for the Eagles. Uh, Hemfield is led by their quarterback, number 14, Cameron Harbaugh. He's a 6'1", 210-pound senior. He has offers from S uh, FCS schools like Bryant. Uh, on the season, he's 15 for 40, 162 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. He's carried the ball 23 times for 73 yards. You know, last year against Exeter, he had a very solid game. He was 17 for 25 for 155 yards and one touchdown. Um, overall, last season, he was 80 for 137 with 1,173 yards passing, eight touchdowns and one interception. So he is certainly the guy that they're going to have to focus on to get going. Um, we'll come back after a short break to talk about the keys of the game. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. And welcome back as the Eagles have uh, come onto the field here, dressed in their way whites, white bottoms, white tops, led by Coach Bauer out. 
Um, you know, some of the keys for tonight's game for the Eagles, Exeter has to stay the course. You know, they continue to do what they've done a few last last few weeks and keep rolling. Offensively, they have to lean heavily on the running game, get the ball to Nangle, uh, let them move the ball down the field with the running game, mix in the pass, and take their deep shots. Defensively, like to see the linebackers play downhill tonight, making plays, line of scrimmage into the backfield. Uh, they have to continue to improve their run defense. Again, try and make Hemfield one-dimensional tonight, take away the run game, and make Harbaugh throw the ball down the field. And then doing that, they'll put Hemfield in some second-and-long, third-and-long situations, and I believe that'll be the, the change of the game here because I do not believe Hemfield will be able to protect Harbaugh from Exeter's front seven. Special team-wise tonight, Exeter has to continue to get better on kickoff coverage. You know, we, we had squibbed the ball here. I'd like to see us kick the ball down the field a little bit more cover the ball and not give up you know 20 yards of field position letting teams start from the 35 to 40 coming in uh, those are some of the things that we have to see tonight from the uh, the Eagles and uh, we're gonna take a little segue here to listen to what coach Bauer had to say after the win Friday night against Wilson Jerry Gallif here with coach Matt Bauer coach you had to be exceptionally proud of your players coaches and support staff after that Wilson win what did you tell the guys after the game? Well, again, I was very, I was very proud. I was very happy. You know, these kids deserve it. We worked very hard to get to, you know, to that point, and these kids really took it upon themselves to push us over the top. You know, I wanted them to enjoy it for the for uh, two days, and come Sunday, we got to get back to work and go uh, and prepare for Hempfield. And I think they did that pretty well. You know, we tried to knock them back down to reality because we can't take our foot off the gas because. One let down, and then the season's back, in, you know, down the tubes. And you know, this is such a special group. I want to make sure they get the most out of what they're putting into it. A lot of people see the 40-plus points on the scoreboard the past two weeks, and throw tons of praise on your offense, rightfully so. But talk to us a little about the good that your defense did on Friday after the first series against Wilson. Sure. I mean, again, the defense sometimes does get overlooked, but they did a great job adjusting. You know, it took them a little bit to get in the flow of the game. And once they settled in and got aligned properly and they started playing a little bit more aggressively, a little bit more downhill, you know, on both sides of the ball, our line is the heart and soul of the team. You know, if we can control the line of scrimmage, usually we can be successful. Finally, no breaks in the schedule for you guys as you travel to Lancaster to face Hempfield on Friday. How important is this game for the program and next season and the years to come as the Burks IC and the Lancaster Lebanon Leagues look to merge? Again, I, we don't really look that far down. You know, this is a huge, hugely important to us. We need to have this, you know, win and we need to continue to build steam as we go forward. This is a very good, formidable team. You know, we, we won an overtime last year and I'm sure they're looking for some retribution. So they're going to come out and give us their best game and I expect that every week. So we have to come back out and match their enthusiasm. You know, the, the season is so fragile and we want to enjoy every second of it. You know, as, get as much as we can out of it because it's a special bunch of young men. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. National Anthem here at Hempfield. 
the Eagles have won the toss and have elected to receive the ball. They will defend the, the, they'll go right to left in front of us here, defending the scoreboard. Succession end to our left, scoreboard to our right. Hemfield um, should be teeing the ball up with number 26, a junior, Peter Wenzel. Back deep for the Eagles should be number 18, J.R. Strauss. And we'll see who joins them tonight. Uh, just some of the things we talked about coming into this. It is homecoming here tonight at Hemfield. Uh, they've got a big crowd here. Exeter knows this is a revenge factor game for him. You heard Coach Bauer just speak about that and how he keeps his team focused on, on one game at a time. They're not looking beyond this game. And so I think Exeter's certainly ready to go. Coach Bauer has his guys ready to go. And uh, they've done a great job so far. And we'll see it continue here. Uh, as I said, back deep for the Eagles, number 18, J.R. Strauss, and number 13, Jacob Wolf. Hemfield tees the ball from the middle of the field here. Hemfield is split five and five on either side of the kicker as they spread throughout the field on the 35-yard line. And Strauss and uh, Wolf are back in about the five-yard line awaiting the kick. So we're just about to get underway here with the uh, kickoff. And uh, Exeter at Hemfield, two and one Eagles against the one and two Black Knights. And there's the whistle and the kick. Coming down short, ball's gonna bounce just on about the 16 yard line. Strauss fields it, cuts to his left, and gets tackled about the 23 yard line. It'll be Exeter's ball, first and 10 on their own 23, on the right hash in front of the Hemfield bench. As we said, Kyle Payne leads this offense as the quarterback, number 12, under center for number 79, Kyle Helm. Hemfield runs a 3-4 defense. Um, they, uh, you have a, a larger tackle on one side, defensive end. Uh, tight end plays defensive end on the other side, and then a nose guard, four backers. Uh, they try and play a cover two look. We'll see what we get here from them. Exeter comes out. Looks like we're double tight. Yep, two tight ends, one on either side, two backfield. Looks like Yoakum's a deep back here. And the give is to Yoakum over the left side. He barrels his way out for a nice gain. Gets the ball out to about the 30-yard line. About to gain a six. It'll bring up second and four for the Eagles. Ball's now spotted in the middle of the field. And so first play is Yoakum off the left side, following the block of number two, Phil Garretson. Eric Nangle now checks into the game. Yoakum stays in. Yoakum will move up to the fullback position and Nangle will now work back to the tailback. Payne has Schlaffer flexed out to his left. Double tight end set here. Give this to Nangle to the left side. He follows Yoakum, breaks a tackle. He's out over the 40 to the 45 to the 50. Pushed out of bounds on the Hempfield 48 yard line. Nice run by Eric Nangle over the left side following the blocks of, of uh, Kyle Yoakum, not uh, Kyle, Ty Yoakum. And uh, that offensive line, as we talked about before. So a big gain for Eagles there, out to the 49-yard line. So they're on Hemfield's side of the ball. It'll be a first and 10 for the Eagles. Ball now spotted on the left hash in front of the Eagles bench. Eagles break the huddle. Again, they've got Hollis at the right tight end, Strauss at the left tight end, eye backfield, Payne under center. Looking to throw the ball, flares it out to Nangle. He's over the right side. Picks up about 20 yards as he gets knocked out of bounds at the Hempfield 29-yard line. Nice job there. They sent Schlaffer deep. 
Joven Hollis cleared out the, the seam and they just threw a little flare pass uh, out there on an angle. He picks up a nice gain of 20 yards, gets knocked out of bounds at 29 yard line. Payne gets the sign here for the call. Carson Smith checks into the game for the Eagles. He's going to be split out to the left. Exeter goes to a double tight end set with both Strauss and Yoakum. Give us an angle around the left side. Cuts inside, nice block there. Nice job by Kyle Lash, the left guard, pulling out and leading that play. Schmidt comes back out and they put Joven Hollis back in. Hollis is a junior, six foot four, 205 pounds. He and Strauss right now are playing the double tight ends. Um, see if we get a two back set here for Exer. I've got Schlaffer checking out to the right side it looks like. He's not sure at this point. He and Payne converse. Schlaffer goes out, double tight again. I formation, we're under center here. Second and four. Give us the Yoakum up the middle. Gets met about two yards upfield. Bullies his way for another four and an eagle first down. Nice job by Ty Yoakum. Exeter doing a lot of this on the ground with one pass to Nangle. That's a first down for the Eagles. Ball will be spotted. Looks like the 17-yard line. First and 10 for the Eagles on the Hempfield 17. Ball spot in the middle field. Now it'll be a multiple set receiver set here for the Eagles. They've got Schmidt flexed out to the left. Two back set. We've got too many men in the field, it looks like here. We've got five guys in the backfield. We got illegal participation on the Eagles here. They had two backs, two two flanker receivers, and two tight ends. So again, oh, that should take a timeout or they get the penalty. Let's see what happens here. Now they gave a timeout. We talked about this last week, the sideline management of Exeter using all three of their timeouts in the first quarter last week. Personnel issue here, how to burn a timeout, something we've got to continue to improve as the season goes on. Um, but, you know, they sent Joe and Hollis back in, but they had two tight ends already in the game. So let's see what happens now. Hollis comes out. Looks like we'll go back to a two tight end, two flanker set here with a single back with uh, Eric Nangle as a single back here. But we'll see what happens after the timeout. Nine minutes and 49 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Exeter has driven the ball from their own 24 down to the Hempfield 17. It's first and 10 right hash. So two tight ends set again here. Strauss to the left. You've got Schlaffer to the right. Carson Schmidt flexed out here as a receiver. Two back set. They're in the gun. Offset with Yoakum. Nangle behind the pistol. Follows the left side. Nice play there by number 16 coming up to make the play. Uh, number 15, sorry, for um, Hemfield. Brian Williams, an outside linebacker. Gain of about two. It's like second and eight for the Eagles. Ball spotted just on the 15-yard line. And they stay with the two tight end set, two backs. Schmidt flexed out to the right, painting the gun. Yoakum to his left, Nangle behind him. Let's see if we get a little play action here. There, nope, hand off to Nangle. Over the right side, following Yoakum. Little gain here, maybe one. It'll bring up third and seven for the Eagles. Looks like going to stay with the same personnel groups here. You know, one of the things we were going to talk about in pregame uh, when we talked about the intros here is trying to get Mikey Moser going here, kicking the ball. If Exeter does not get the first down here, might be a chance to get him a short field goal, getting some confidence. 
and then move on. Hopefully the Eagles get a first down here. Payne back to pass, looks for Schmidt out to the left. Hazing, it's right at the sticks. We'll see if Carson got beyond the sticks or not. Should be a first down, and it is. And it's gonna give Exeter first and goal inside the 10-yard line. They're gonna spot the ball about the six and a half yard line. Left hash on the Eagles bench. And so Exeter's rolling again here. Nice little hitch pass, a little con connection between Schmidt and uh, Colin Payne. Exeter back to a two tight end set. They got Schmidt flexed to the right. Two back set, an angle behind Payne. They give us an angle over the right side. He breaks a tackle, gets it down the side of five, stays on his feet, keeps churning, gets it down to about the two yard line. Great second effort there by Eric Nangle, getting the ball down the two yard line. Should be second and goal for the, from the two here for the Eagles. Hollis checks back in the game, Schmidt comes out. We're just under eight minutes to go here in the first quarter. Again, two tight end set. Schlaffer flexed out to the right side here. Eye formation to give us to Yogamore left side. He's met at the goal line and barrels his way in for the touchdown for the Eagles. So a two yard touchdown run for Ty Yoakum. And the Eagles are on the board here. 7.41 to go in the first quarter. Exeter will go for the point after here. Mikey Moser, number 10, is, gonna, is the kicker for the Eagles. Hollis checking the game late at the left tight end position. Exeter has plenty of time though. Snap, the hold is down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. And again, 7.41 to go here in the first quarter. Exeter Eagles lead the Hemfield Black Knights 7-0. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. And we're back to Lannisville with our Eagles up 7-0, 7.41 to go here in the first quarter. Exeter about to kick off after their first score. Mikey Moser teamed the ball up on the 40-yard line. He's got four Eagles to his left, six to the field. Hemfield back deep has number five and number six. Uh, Gates and Aker. And Moser poaches the ball. It's a little bit of a line drive kick down the middle of the field. Field on about the 35-yard line. Again, balls out to the, I'm sorry, 25-yard line, balls out to the 35-yard line, where Hemfield will take over first and 10 on their own left hash in front of their bench. So again, Exeter choosing not to kick the ball deep, kind of scooping the ball here. Um, you know, something I think they've got to continue to develop over the next couple of weeks is kicking the ball down the field and covering and not giving up field position. <clears throat> again, Hemfield led by their quarterback, number 14, Cam Harbaugh. He comes out in a shotgun formation. Two receivers to his right, back offset to his right as well. Motion, 
A little jet sweep. Look like they jumped off sides. Hadn't shown that, but it's off sides on Hemfield. It'll bring up first and 15 to go here for the Black Knights. Hemfield went with a little jet motion from the receiver to the left. They're trying to jet sweep to their right. Exeter's offense, uh, Exeter's defensive left, but someone in the interior jumped off sides there. Bring up first and 15 for Hemfield. Come out in a two by two wide set. Uh, this is a, a, a high tendency passing set for uh, Hemfield. Let's see if they throw the ball here. Nope, give it, quarterback, gonna throw it out here. Andrew Miller getting off a block here on the corner. Knocks out number six, that is uh, Adam Acker. He gets knocked out after a gain of uh, nine, 10 yards. Should bring up second and five for Hemfield. They're in a little inside zone, and quarterback pulled the ball, hard ball, and threw out here to uh, a smoke receiver, and it was just one-on-one -on -one with the corner, and he gains up uh, about 10 yards. So it's a nice play for Hemfield starting here. Gives them manageable second and 10. Hemfield now in the two tight end set. Harbaugh in the backfield with the running back. Again, give up the middle. Yeah, minimal gain there for number 28 for uh, Hemfield. That's Evan Smith, a senior. On the tackle, Exeter captain Sam Orslak for the Eagles. That'll bring up third down here. Third and four. Exeter needs to get a stop here uh, and get Hemfield's offense off the field. Hemfield comes out, three receivers to uh, Harbaugh's left, one to his right. He's a, a back offset to him in the backfield. Extra looks like they're bringing pressure up the middle here. Here comes Joachim, back out of the backfield. Tackles made right there, nice job. Covering the flat there was number 27. That's Jovan Hollis doing a really nice job from his uh, outside linebacker safety position. And Exeter has caused a loss of three here. We'll make it. Fourth and six, loss of two. Hemfield will have to punt. Now again, their punter is also Cam Harbaugh, the quarterback. So something just to be aware of here. They have one guy flexed out to the right. They're a spread punt. Three guys in the shield. Back deep for the Eagles, number 13, Jacob Wolf. There's the snap to Harbaugh. There's the punt. Moving to Jacob Wolf's left. It's going to hit the ground about the 25-yard line. Check up right there. Goes out of bounds right around the 25-yard line. Exeter will take over first and 10 from their own 26-yard line. In Berks County news, Boyertown's playing the Falcons of Pottsgrove. Uh, midway through the second quarter, it's 7-7, the Bears and the Falcons. So extra coming out for their second series here. They drove um, 86 yards the first time. They have the ball here on the 26-yard line. Left hash in front of their own bench. And Payne brings the offense back out. Again, extra goes to a two tight end set. Two backs, Schmidt checks into the game a little late. He'll be the receiver to the right. Payne in the gun. Pitches wide right to Nangle, then gets a block by Hollis at the right end. Schmidt blocking on the edge. Nangle breaks a tackle, stays in bounds. Gets knocked out of bounds on about the 43-yard line. Not making the, they're, they're mocking him all the way out now here at the 39. But a first and 10 play for the Eagles there. They went tossed to the right. 
Uh, they had Carson Schmidt out on the edge blocking. They had Jovan Hollis blocking the right end. So a nice play there following Ty Yoakum from his fullback position. Payne gets the play from the sidelines, runs back into the huddle. Exeter breaks the huddle. We're just under six minutes to go here in the first quarter. Again, double tight end set for the Eagles with Jovan Hollis and Strauss the tight ends. Here's a give to Yoakum. Gets met in the backfield and taken down for a loss. They tried to bring Yoakum underneath and take Hollis over the top. See if they can get something hitting up inside. Nothing there for the Eagles. A loss of two yards. That'll bring up second and 12. Ball all the way back to the 37-yard line. So second and 12 for the Eagles. Payne and the Eagles break the huddle. Payne's flanked to his left by Eric Nangle. Two receivers, Schlaffer and Schmidt split out. Little play action boot here. Throwing the ball to Schlaffer. Schlaffer makes the catch, gets knocked out of bounds right around the 49-yard line. He needed the 49 for the first down. Let's see where they spot the ball. Um, the referee on the far side had at the 49. This should be a first down for the Eagles. Uh, referees are taking a timeout here. No, it's going to be a first down. So first and 10 for Eagles. Colin Payne off to a three for three start. He's hit Nangle, Schmidt, and now Schlaffer spreading the ball around. We have not seen J.R. Strauss involved in the offense other than blocking from his tight end position. Uh, maybe we'll see him a little bit here. But again, double tight. Now they've got Schlaffer flexed out to right. Eye backfield. Give us to Nangle on the left side. Breaks one tackle. Continues forward for a gain of about four. He'll bring up second and six for the Eagles. Nangle following the block of Ty Yoakum on the left side. Gets the ball down. Uh, about the 47-yard line here for Hemfield. Schmidt checks back in. Hollis checks out. Second and six for the Eagles. Ball in the middle of the field right on the Hemfield logo of the H. Their logo is a, a, blah, a red diamond with a large red H on it. Exeter comes in. Double tight flex. Give again Nangle over the right side. He slips through one tackle, teams forward, has enough for the first down. He takes the ball down inside the 40. First down for the Eagles. We're at four minutes and 18 seconds. They're going to wind the clock here as soon as they put the chains down. Ball spotted on the 38-yard line, middle of the field. Again, we talked about it in the open. Exeter needs to continue to do the things they're doing. Run the ball, lean on the run, and then use the pass for explosive plays and uh, mix it in. Payne comes up, two tight ends set here, two backs. Yoakum to his left, Nangle behind him. Gibbs Nangle on the left side. He's met at the line of scrimmage. Picks up maybe one yard. Nice job by Hempfield, knifing through number 85. Number 85 is uh, Jacob Karowska. And number 52 also on the tackle was Skyler Barmore. So nice play there on the first down stop for Hemfield. Uh, Exeter in second and long here. Again, ball spotted right around the 37-yard line. Second and nine for the Eagles. Double tight end set again. Painting the gun. Flank to his left. Back to pass. Looks out right. Incomplete. Just wide of Joey Schlaffer. Bring up third and nine for the Eagles. Plenty of time there in protection for Colin. Just threw the ball a little wide. Schlaffer ran maybe a little five-yard out route there. Missed him to the outside. He'll bring up third and long for the Eagles. 39. Looks like is going to continue to stay with this double tight end set here.
So Yoakum tight end to the right. Strauss tight end to the left. Schmidt with Strauss. Schlaffer with Yoakum in the backfield. Give us an angle over the left side. Nice play by the linebacker. They're coming through for a gain of maybe one or two yards. It'll bring up a fourth down for the Eagles here. Decision time for Exeter. Ball's on the 35-yard line. Left hash in front of their bench. Seven-point lead here. Just over three minutes to go. Looks like Exeter's going to go for it here. Maybe a hard count. See if they can draw them off sides. Get them inside. They get a fourth and two. Let's see what happens. Exeter comes out. Double pro set, two tight ends, two receivers. Payne back to pass, flares it out to Nangle, throws behind him, he catches the ball, but he's going to lose yards here. Brought down to the 38-yard line, and Exeter will turn it over on downs to Hemfield here with just over two minutes and 30 seconds to go in the first quarter. It'll be Hemfield's ball, first and 10 from their own 38-yard line, 39-yard line. So the extra defense put back on the field here for their second series. Let's see what Hemfield tries to do uh, after their first series. So Harbaugh comes out, Evan Smith to his right, motion across by the tight end, roll out by the quarterback, looks, throws, incomplete. Trying to get there in coverage was number 20, 27, Jovan Hollis. Uh, pass was a little bit high for number five, uh, Micah Gates, a sophomore, uh, one of the receivers here at Hemfield. Bring up second and 10. So we have tight end trips to our right, tight end, two receivers to the right of Harbaugh, one receiver. Split out to the left. Extra again shows pressure. Here comes the pressure. Harbaugh escapes the pocket, comes up the middle, crosses midfield, and brought down by Jovan Hollis, but not before a gain of about 15 yards, taking the ball across midfield down to the extra 45-yard line. So Harbaugh went back to pass. Didn't like what he saw out there. Tucked the ball down and ran up through the middle. Nice game for um, Cam Harbaugh there, giving... Hemfield, a first down on the Eagle 46-yard line. You know, Hemfield battled pretty hard last week in the first half. They, they were tied at the half, 14-14 at Central York, because we all know Central York is one of the top teams in the state. And Hemfield's right back on the ball here. Motion across by the tight end. Quarterback run to the right. Nothing there for Hemfield as Exeter's defense stacks up, makes a play. Down in Montgomery County, scores from the Berks County game. Berks County against Pope John Paul II. Oh, Berks Catholic, sorry. They're from Berks County. Berks Catholic is. Uh, it's 7 7. Um, See where are they at? It's 9-11 uh, to go in the first quarter, so they're early in the game, 7-7. Berks Catholic scored first, and then in the ensuing kickoff, um, Pope John Paul II returned a kickoff for a touchdown. So we had offsides there against Hemfield, bringing up first and 15. Ball moved across the 50-yard line, back into Hemfield territory. 
brings up first and 15. An empty set here, three by two, three receivers to the right, two to the left of Harbaugh. Passing down situation for Hemfield. Harbaugh back to pass. Throws underneath to a receiver. He breaks two tackles, breaks the third tackle, and is finally brought down for the Eagles. Uh, number 86 looks like Joey Reedy. But again, one of the things that played after last year were short passes, Ken Hemfield, where they didn't make tackles. And there you saw the receiver break three or four tackles, picked up about 13 yards, brings up a 12-yard gain from second and three, ball back across midfield, actually inside the 40-yard line. Hemfield's ball, first and 10, uh, I'm sorry, second and three on the 39-yard line. Again, tight end trips to the left again. Harbaugh cans the ball off, tries to cut back. Met there by number nine, Ty Yochum, and a few other Eagles. No gain. It's going to bring up a third and long, third and medium. In other Berks County news, here's a shocker for everyone. Nick Singleton scored a touchdown. 53-yard uh, touchdown run. Mifflin's up 14-0 over Harrisburg, a game that uh, COVID-induced on both the opponents of Harrisburg and Governor Mifflin. Uh, I cannot imagine trying to stop the option offense, Nick Singleton, in two days. And that's exactly what Harrisburg had a chance to do. They picked up the game on Wednesday, and uh, that is not an easy task to try and stop Nick Singleton in that offense. Um, and that ends the first quarter for us here at Hempfield. Exeter leads Hempfield 7-0. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. And we're back here to Hemfield. As the start of the second quarter, Hemfield has the ball. Third down and three on the extra 39-yard line. It's 7-0 the Eagles. Uh, Ty Yoakum scored in the first quarter. And we're back out here. Two-by-two two set for Hemfield. Exeter jumps off sides uh, from the left side there. They're going to give Hemfield a first down. It's going to move the ball down the 34-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for Hemfield. So a little bit of lack of discipline there by the Eagles. Third and three, a big play. Ball just outside, you know, the 40-yard line, inside the 40-yard line. And now they give it to him inside the 35. As, as records fall with Nick Singleton, people like Nate Romick and Daniel Boone and David Gilmore of Central Catholic are not happy to see what happens. But someone who is happy to see what is happening with Nick Singleton on the sidelines for Governor Griffin tonight is James Franklin, head coach at Penn State. Harbaugh takes the ball over the left side. Gain of seven. It'll be second and three now for Hemfield as they put themselves a drive together here in the first quarter into the second. As we're just over 11 and a half minutes ago here in the first half. Extra lead, seven nothing. Harbaugh comes out. He's got a double tight end set. Two receivers to the left. Back flanks him to his left. Motion coming in. 
pass is horrible. He throws outside too high for the receiver. Uh, we're going to get a flag here on J.R. Strauss for a personal foul late hit. The ball was high to the receiver. Receiver came down, took a step or two, and J.R. drilled him. It's going to be a personal foul, a 15-yard penalty. And again, another undisciplined play by Exeter will move down the ball inside the possibly the 10-yard line here, and give Hemfield another first down. The ball's on the 27. Should be a 15-yard penalty, taking the ball down to the 12-yard line. So a little bit of lack of discipline there, a little over-eager over to make a play, uh, trying to get a stop here on this drive. So it'll be first and 10 for Hemfield. Ball spotted. Looks like the 13-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Black Knights. Ball spotted in the middle of the field. As we're just over 11 minutes ago here in the first half. Two by two set. Two wide receivers to either side. Single back next to Harbaugh. Motion coming across. Quarterback keeps the ball here. Not much of a gain, if not a loss there for Hemfield. Looks like a loss of two. Bring up second and 12 for the Black Knights. On the play number 55 for the Eagles, Lucas Palanza Jr. Ball's marked just outside the 15-yard line. He'll be second and 12 yards for the Black Knights. Hemfield breaks the huddle here. 10 minutes and 30 seconds to go. Three receivers to the left, one receiver to the right. Running back offsets number 12, uh, Stephen Catch. Quarterback rolls to his left, looks short to the flat. Pass is completed, knocked out of bounds by Jacob Wolf. Short game. We'll bring up third down here. Third and seven, third and six it looks like. Third and six for Hemfield, ball spotted inside the 10-yard line. So Hemfield can get a first down if they do not score. But uh, this is going to be a four-down territory, it looks like, for Hemfield. I'd like to see, see Exeter bring some pressure here. Gates flex out to the right. Double tight end set. He's got Acker to his left in the gun. See if he rolls out here, looks to his right. He's gonna run it, met right there, looked by Anthony Cachese. Nope, not Cachese. That's Kyle Lash. So it looks like maybe Hemphill will go for a field goal here, as there's really no gain on the play. Bringing up fourth down, ball spotted just inside the left hash, just outside the 10 yard line. Let's see a 27 yard kick here. There's the snap. The snap is down. Ball is blocked. It's a blocked field goal. Stay away, Exeter. Stay away. Let it go. It's not dead. Those cross line of scrimmage. So, blocked field goal by the Eagles there. It looked like Jacob Wolf coming off the left edge to block the kick. Exeter will take over on the touchback at the 20 yard line. So good hold there by the Eagles defense down inside the 10 yard line. Upper Perk Yeoman and Schuylkill Valley are playing, I think down in Perk Valley. Um, 
little bit of a baseball game, not a Phillies baseball game if you saw the score yesterday, but it's 2-0 Schuylkill Valley after a safety. Uh, if you had a chance to watch that Phillies game yesterday, started out 7-0, then it was 7-7. Went on, I think, scored 18 runs in the game or something like that. Here's the, the bad thing. That is the second time that the Cubs have given up a seven-run lead and got beat by 10 runs. So we're back underway here. Extra with the ball. Nangle over the right side. Picks up a few yards. But a nice stand there by the Exeter defense. Middle linebacker number 85, Picasso, makes the tackle. Gain a two for the Eagles. It'll be second and eight. Again, Exeter turned the ball over on downs just past midfield last drive. Hemfield marched down inside the 10, but we're not able to come away with points as Exeter's Jake Wolf blocked the field goal. And now we're back under center here. Double tight end set. Pain in the gun. Two backs. Give again to Nangle. He's met in the backfield. No gain. A loss on the play, actually. Bring up third and long for the Eagles. So with the double tight end set, Hempfield is really packing the box and they're bringing pressure. A lot of stunning backers coming from the middle linebacker position, number 57, number 85. And uh, they're, they're actually doing a nice job in the last two series. This will be third and 10. Actually looks like they're gonna open up the offense a little bit here. Well, they stay with the two tight end set. They got Schmidt flexed out to the right, uh, Schlaffer to the right, Schmidt to the left. Payne back to pass. Looking for Schlaffer, another overthrow to the outside, it's incomplete. And Exeter will have to punt the ball after a quick three and out. So that'll bring Mikey Moser in for his first punt of the game. If you uh, were at the game last week or had a chance to listen to the game last week, you know the first punt was pretty exciting for Mikey Moser. Uh, Mikey, a senior soccer player, second year kicking here at Exeter. Uh, took a bad snap all the way down inside the two-yard line. Made two men miss and then kicked the ball out past midfield. So I'm sure uh, Mikey's hoping for a nice snap here right at him and get this ball away. Hollis motions across to the right. There's the snap. It's a bad snap. It bounces. Mikey picks it up. He's not going to be able to get away this time. I don't know if he kicked. I, I, I guess he kicked it left-footed. It's going to roll itself out to the 20-yard line. But again, um, special team woes for the Eagles. Bad snap. Bounce back there to him. Uh, you know, I had a chance to talk to Mikey Moser's parents this week, and I said his inexperience of it last week. You know, most kickers would have kicked the ball out of the end zone and taken the safety. Mikey didn't know that, so he picked it up and ran and made a play. Same situation here again. You know, maybe it, would, it benefited the Eagles just to kick the ball out of the end zone. But the kick comes down, it looks like around the 20-yard line. And um, so Exeter's defense will get put to the challenge again here. Hardball comes out in a two tight end set. Two receivers to the boundary. Single back next to him to his right. The give is to Hardball looking to throw. Incomplete off the hands of the tight end. Little play action there for Hardball. Incomplete. Looking for number five, Micah Gates. Ball's off his hands, incomplete. It'll be second and 10 ball spot on the 20 yard line. We're just under eight minutes to go here in the first half. And extra defense has to rise to the challenge again. Wow, in the first quarter, Twin Valley leads Kutztown 27-6 as Caruso scores from the 15. And back here at Landisville, Hempfield lines up in a two tight end set. 
motion across. It'll be three by one here, three receivers to the left. He's going to sprint out to his left, looking for the tight end. Pressure comes, and he's sacked. Looks like Richard Karstein with the sack. And Harbaugh looks like he's shaking up here. Struggling to get up. Let's see if they take it. Uh, they're going to take injury timeout. He'll have to leave the game. We're going to break away for a moment. You're listening to the Extra Sports Network. Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In Home Oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading, call 610-929-2004. In Home Oxygen. Well, welcome back here to Hemfield. Uh, Hemfield's quarterback, Cameron Harbaugh. Nice to see him jog off the field under his own power. Uh, looks like he had something wrong with his left leg, but he got up and jogged off, so that's great to see. Hemfield will come out here. It is third. And it looks like 18 to go. Uh, new quarterback should be number nine, Cody Garris. He's a junior, 6'2", 205 pounds. He's played a little bit this season on film. Uh, hasn't thrown the ball much, but he's in a situation right now. He's got three receivers to his right, one to his left. It's third and, and literally 20 yards here. He rolls out his right. Looks like a little screen pass here. It is a screen, and it falls incomplete. They tried to bring a receiver under for a screen pass. It falls incomplete, and that'll bring up fourth down. Interesting to see what Hetfield wants to do here. Ball was spotted on the 19-yard line. Um, you know, a lot of times, situations like this, you're going to see a team take a shot at the end zone. So fourth and 18 again, fourth and 19 again. Ball spotted. Looks like the 28-yard line. Uh, again, Garris comes out in a two-by-two two set. Exeter plays a two-high coverage here. Looks like they'll play four across the board. Garris back to pass. Looks wide to the right. Passes up in the air, and it's incomplete. On the coverage, number 13, Jake Wolf. And again, that'll end the series for Enfield. Um, you know, Richie Karstein making the sack there on second down was a big play. Harbaugh had to lead the game. They brought in the backup quarterback. Two incomplete passes later, and Exeter takes over on downs with seven minutes and 16 seconds to go here in the first half. Ball spotted on their own 28-yard line as Kyle Helm comes up to the ball as the center. And double tight ends, but now they're on a wing set, it looks like. Like an unbalanced set. Toss here to the left hand side. This is J.R. Strauss. Flags are out. Looks like we're going to get a holding call against Exeter here. Bring up first and 20 for the Eagles if it is a holding call. And that is the call by the referee holding on the Eagles. They'll back them up 10 yards, making it first and 20. Eric Nangle comes back into the game as does Carson Schmidt. We'll get two receivers flexed out here. It looks like Schlaffer to the right, Schmidt to the left. It'll be first down for Exeter. Exeter has a whole playbook open to him here, but see if they run a draw or a screen. And Schlaffer works his way wide here to the right. 
Schmidt again into the boundary left. Nangle in the backfield. And there is a screen, and it's incomplete. That'll bring up second and 21 for the Eagles. Um, like to see Exeter take a shot here with Jar Strauss down the middle of the field. Um, Hemfield's playing a too high look. Both uh, corner, both safeties run the hashes there. Middle of the field's open. Get the ball to Strauss here on something uh, behind the linebackers in front of the safeties uh, from the tight end position. But again, second and 21 for the Eagle. Ball in the 17-yard line. Seven minutes and two seconds to go here in the first half. Exeter comes out, double tight end. Schmidt comes in motion. Payne rolls out to his right, looks to the flat, and again, he's high into the outside. So after starting three for three in the opening drive, in the start of the second drive, Payne has not looked good hitting the uh, passes to receivers here. He's been high into the outside the last four passes. That'll bring up third and 21 for the Eagles again here. Um, you know, with the with the woes of punting, I, I think Exeter's got to try and get a shot here down the field, try and get a pass interference or a first down. Double tight end set again. Strauss is a wing with the tight end. Schmidt in motion. Strauss out to the flat. There's the pass to Schlaffer coming out, crossing route. Pass caught by Joey on about the 30-yard line. It'll bring up fourth and six for the Eagles. Exeter's going to punt here. Back in Berks County, Fleetwood Tigers uh, get a one-yard touchdown run. And they, are, they have an 18-7 lead over Conrad Weiser. Went for two and was incomplete. Still in the first quarter. Fleetwood up 18-7 over Conrad Weiser. And here's the snap to Moser. Rolls to his right. He kicks. Ball crosses midfield. It's going to bounce on the 40. It's going to roll out. Nice job here. Jake Wolf's going to let it roll dead inside the 25-yard line to the 24. So Exeter changes the field here with just over six minutes to go in the first half, and Exeter's defense back out on the field again. Let's see who the quarterback is this time for Hemfield. It looks like it's going to be uh, back to Cameron Harbaugh here. So good to see he's okay and able to continue playing. So first and 10 for the Black Knights, ball spotted on their own 24-yard line, just over six minutes to go. Hemfield comes out in a double tight, double flanker set here. One back to the right of Harbaugh. He's back to pass, looking down the middle. He's got a wide open receiver. That was number six, Adam Aker. Uh, Tackle, maybe number seven, Callum Boyer. Maybe a flag on the play. Uh, Boyer came from the other side of the field to make the tackle. But there is a penalty on the play. It looks like illegal procedure against Hemfield, so that play is negated. It'll be first and 15 uh, now with the ball spotted on the 24-yard line. So first and 15 for the Black Knights. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate to see him come back to that play again. Exeter's in a two-high set. Uh, the safety to the near boundary came down. Tight end ran past him. Exeter now looks like they're in a, 
And a one high set here. Again, they got a tight end wing here. Roll out to the right. Flat, throwing it out to the hitch there. Ball gets knocked out, but it's out of bounds. Knocked out of bounds on about the 24-yard line. So at the end of the first quarter, back in Berks County, Twin Valley leads the Cougars of Kutztown 34-6. Uh, it's going to be a long night for Kutztown. So second and nine after a gain of six. Balls on the right hash in front of the Hemfield bench. Harbaugh back in the game, as we said. He's got receiver split out to his left. He's got a double tight end, wing set to his left, receiver to his right, one back off to his left. Exers in a, a one high look here with the safety middle of the field. Pressure comes again. Up the middle goes Harbaugh, breaks a couple tackles, gets the ball to the 30 yard line. Not a bad game there. It's going to be third and three. Number two, Phil Garrett's on the tackle for the Eagles. And they spot it back a little bit for It's going to be third and four here. Announcer says third and five. I'll go with it. Third and five. It sounds better than third and four. Ball's on the 29-yard line. Big play here for Exeter. Just over five minutes ago in the first half. Be nice to get off the field here. Tight end trips to, to Harbaugh's left. Tight end, two receivers. Exeter, two high look here. And try to find those receivers to the safety. Got a flag route here. Flag being thrown. Looks like a holding call. Harbaugh gets himself out of bounds and runs into someone on the sideline and, and gets knocked down. Not intentional, but certainly not something you want to see at the same time. But we've got a holding call here. It looks like against Hemfield. I don't believe the spot where he went out of bounds will give him a first down. So Exeter might decline this penalty with just over 440 to go here in the first half. Exeter, if they decline the penalty, will force the punt. So they are going to decline the penalty. It'll bring up fourth and three. Ball spot on the 29-yard line. Just over the 30-yard line. Looks like the 31. Jacob Wolf go back deep for the Eagles. And again, Hemfield has a, a three-man shield with one wide um, gunner. Andrew Miller covers the gunner for the Eagles. Harbaugh is the punter. He gets a snap. He gets the punt away. Tries to kick the ball away from Jake. Jake gets a bounce, fields the ball on the 30-yard line, dances around a little bit, slips himself down around the 36-yard line. So again, extra defense holds after a few penalties by Hemfield. And with 4.30 to go in the first half, Exeter takes over first and 10 on their own 36-yard line. So let's see if Exeter gets something rolling here. Uh, we nice to get a two-score lead going into half. But um, haven't done much the last two offensive series. So let's see if they come back and go with Nangle or if they're going to let um, Colin Payne air the ball out here. So double tight end set again, two backs. Payne comes out, under center, eye formation. Yoakum the up back, Nangle the deep man. Schlaffer split out to the right. Strauss and Hollis are the tight ends. They give us Yoakum right up the middle. Nice room up the middle there for a gain of nine, maybe eight. It'll be second and two for the Eagles. Now the whole playbook's open to him. Exeter can take a shot here if they want to, to Schlaffer. Um, you know, the corner covering Schlaffer is number four. Gabriel Benjamin, he's five foot eight. Joey Schlaffer's about six seven here. 
So let's see if Exeter takes a shot here with Schlaffer one-on-one. He's got about an eight-yard cushion outside here to the right. Eye formation again. Give again to Yoke on the left side. He dives ahead. Pairs up enough for a first down. Crossing the 45 to about the 47-yard line. Just under four minutes to go here in the first half. It will be a first down for the Eagles. Plenty of time on the clock. Extra used one timeout so far. They have two timeouts here. Again, double tight end set, eye formation, pain under center. Gives the ball to Nangles, a deep back. Nangle breaks one tackle, gets the ball across midfield, gets it into Hempfield territory where he's finally stopped on about the Hempfield 47-yard line. Bring up about second and five for the Eagles. So we're nearing the 315 mark to go here in the first half. Obviously the clock's not an issue with the two timeouts at this point. Actually, they're going to give him six. It'll be second and four. I don't agree with the announcer this time. He said second and five. I think it's second and four. I gave it to him the first time, not this time. Payne again gives an angle to the left side. Follows the block of Yoakum. Takes out inside the 45-yard line. Close to another Exeter first down. They stop the clock. They check. It is a first down for the Eagles. Again, the ball spotted on the 43-yard line. They're going to wind the clock, and there they are. We're just under two minutes and 50 seconds to go. Colin Payne getting the play from the sidelines. Runs back into the huddle. Schlaffer is already split out to the right. We know Nangle will be in the backfield with him, as will Yoakum is, is the up back. That first down was brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joe's on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Nangle over the right side. Physical run, finishes a run by lowering his head. He's got to settle down though. He can't taunt as he walks away. But that's a first down for the Eagles. Stops the clock at 2.19 to go here in the first half. Ball just outside the 30 yard line. Right hash in front of the Eagles bench. And they're getting near that range now. They can take a shot with Joey Schlaffer uh, on the outside. But a nice physical run by Eric Nangle, running over a cornerback as he finished the run for a first down. Again, Exeter stays two tight ends, eye backfield, Payne under center, right behind Kyle Helm. The give again is to Yoakum. He's got a hole on the right side. Runs his way down to about the 20-yard line. Let's see where they mark the ball out of bounds as he goes out of bounds, stopping the clock. So again, Exeter getting some good yardage over the right side behind Anthony Cachese and number 55, uh, Palange. So it is a first down for the Eagles. They are going to wind the clock, though. They said he stayed in bounds, but he was tackled. So we're just over a minute and 45 seconds ago. Exeter stays in the eye formation, which, again, I think it's working for him. I think it's a good idea. Give again to Yoko on the right side. Breaks the tackle. One man low. Continues to turn his feet. Dives ahead. Reaching for the 10-yard line. See where they mark him down. Looks like he'll be a little bit short of the first down. Bring up second and short for the Eagles. Clock continues to run here. 131, 130. Exeter again has two timeouts. Burks Catholic converts on a fourth and goal from the 16 for a touchdown pass from Mitchell Gatz to Isaac Pichardo. Uh, Luke 
Hughes runs it in for the two-point conversion. And now the Saints of Burst Catholic 27-7 over John Paul. Ty Yokuma carry to the right side, breaks a few tackles, turns his feet, carries some Hemfield Black Knights with him. He runs it down inside the five-yard line to about the three. It'll be first and goal for the Eagles, looking to score here under a minute to go in the first half. Oh, looks like they called him out of bounds on the four-yard line. Clock is stopped at 104. Again, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Continue to run the ball here with Nangle and Yoakum. They're in the I formation again. Payne under center. Give us to Yoakum right side. Linebacker blitzes through. He's met the line of scrimmage, carries his way down. Looks like no gain there. Timeout Exeter. Coach Bauer takes a timeout, a second timeout of the half. He's got one left. We're gonna break away. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. And welcome back to Landisville. It's Exeter's ball, second and goal from the five. A loss of one there on Yoakum's run on the right-hand side. Uh, we're just under a minute to go. 56 seconds on the scoreboard here in the first half. Ball spotted on the right hash. Exeter's done a majority of this on the run. And uh, under in the I formation, under center's been the quarterback, Colin Payne. And that's where they are right now, double tight. Under center, I formation. The give is an angle over the right side. He follows the block of Yoakum, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Eagles. Nice hard running. Great job lead blocking by Ty Yoakum. And the extra Eagles score their second touchdown in the first half and get out to a 13 to nothing lead with 51 seconds to go. Mikey Moser comes out for the point after. So after a five-yard plunge by Eric Nangle over the right side, where Exeter did most of his damage that series over the right side, Mikey Moser's teeing up here for the extra point. There's the snap, the hold is down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. And Exeter leads 14 to nothing with 51 seconds remaining here in the first half. We'll be back right after a short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. And we're back to Hemfield as the Exeter kickoff team takes the field with just over 50 seconds to go here in the first half. Exeter takes a 14-0 lead on a five-yard run by Eric Nangle over the right side following the block of Ty Yoakum. 
and Anthony Cachese at the right tackle and Kyle Lash at the right guard. Mikey Moser is going to tee the ball up here on the left hash going our, from our left to right towards the scoreboard. He's got four Eagles to his left, six to the field to the right. Acker and Gates are the deep guys returning here for Hemfield. Um, so we're about to get started here. There's the whistle. Moser approaches the ball, kicks a squib kick down the field, field at the 20-yard line. Good return here. Ball's across midfield uh, to about the 46-yard line again. You know, squibbing the ball, the ball gets there sooner. Your, your coverage team doesn't get a chance to get downfield, and they get a chance to set up a return. Uh, I'm not sure why we continue to employ this. We're just giving up field position, and we've done it again. So, Hemphill will take over on the Exeter 47-yard line with 43 seconds to go here in the first half. You've got two receivers split to the left, two receivers split to the right. This is a passing formation for the Black Knights as Harbaugh is in the gun, takes the snap, gives up the middle, nowhere to go. Looks like a flag came in there. No, not a flag, just a reflection off a helmet. Well, maybe Hemphill's going to try to run the half out here. Again, Harbaugh rolls out to his left, looks to the flat, throws a hitch route. It's complete for a minimal gain of about three yards. Should bring up about third and five for Hemfield. They take a timeout here. Um, news around Berks County for Boyertown Bears. Possibility comes back with a 31-yard touchdown pass to make it 14-14 with one minute and 23 seconds remaining in the first half. That's Boyertown and Pottsgrove tied 14-14. So Hemfield takes a timeout here, third and five, ball spotted on the Exeter 42-yard line. Um, Hemfield is not taking many shots down the field. They had a fourth and 19 earlier in the second quarter uh, from their own 28-yard line. They took a shot down the right sideline, was incomplete. Let's see what they do here, trying to get a first down. Probably um, there's 18 seconds remaining in the first half. They have a timeout left. Maybe get a shot here, get a first down, and then they can throw the ball down in the end zone. Again, two by two split set here. There's the formation for Hemfield. Harbaugh in the gun. Takes the snap, he's back to pass, looks to the flat. There's the completion. And out of bounds goes the receiver with 11 seconds. And the ball's now in the 30 yard line. And again, Hemfield now has a shot to, to, to take the shot down the field. Uh, knocking him out was number 55, Palange, number 7, Kellen Boyer. It'll be first and 10 on the 30-yard line, 11 seconds to go. Exeter's got to bring some pressure here. They're in a two-high coverage here, playing a little cover two, possibly cover four. Two safeties deep, middle of the field's wide open. And there's the back out of the backfield, down the middle. They try and hit him, and he's got him. You can see by the set how wide they were. Again, four seconds, three, two seconds. Is there a timeout? Timeout taken here. Two seconds, that's the last timeout for Hemfield. You know, you could see from the split there, both safeties were way outside the hashes. The middle of the field was wide open. They sent it back down the middle, completed to him, took the ball into um, inside the 15-yard line, making it first and 10. It's about the 13-yard line. So one play here to go. 
Yeah. It was 11.3 when the play started. What does it say now? Uh, there's no way they started the clock. So maybe Coach Bauer, maybe Coach Bauer will talk to him about that. I don't know. Referees are all huddled up. I mean, that play did not take three seconds. Guy caught the ball for about a 15-yard gain and then ran another five yards. Coach Bauer is addressing with the referees right now, possibly about the, the clock situation. Let's see what happens. The referees coming over to talk to Coach Bauer. They're pointing up to the clock, so let's see what happens here. Let's see if Coach Bauer likes what he has to say. He doesn't seem too upset, so let's see what's going to happen here. They're holding play, so they're probably going to adjust the time here. The referees were conversing in a group there, probably talking about how much time they felt that play went and where we are. This should be the last play of the half. They're going to take this clock down probably at about, I would say, five seconds. Let's see where they go with this. So, again, Exeter's probably going to play. Oh, they're going to take a field goal here. All right, so Hemfield coming out for a field goal as the clock's going to be moved down eventually. Uh, ball spotted on the 13-yard line, 12-yard line. Looks like the 13. It's a 30-yard field goal here. Joey Schlaffer goes in the game to be the jumper. Joven Hall is coming out. So 6.4 seconds put on the clock. It's first down as they're going for a field goal here. So here we go. Hemfield snap. Here comes again. Kick is up. And looks like it's good. And Hemfield's on the board with two seconds remaining in the first half. But again, Exeter's defense holds. Uh, they give up the three-point field goal. And with two seconds remaining in the first half, Exeter leads Hemfield 14-3. We're going to stay right here for the end of the half. Schuylkill Valley at Upper Perk. The Panthers lead uh, upper Perk 21 to 7. So I would imagine here Hemfield will squib this kick, not give Exeter a chance to return it and set up a return. Let's see what happens. Back deep for the Eagles will be number 13, Jacob Wolf, number 18, J.R. Strauss. It's been a quiet half for J.R. Strauss. I'm sure Exeter's coaches will look to get him going here in the second half. Exeter did take the ball to start the first half, so Hemfield will get the ball to start the third quarter. So here we go. Hemfield will kick it off. They kick it down to about the 15-yard line, picked up by Jake Wolf there. And Jake will be brought down, and the half will end. Exeter leads 14-3 at the half. Uh, we're out to a 14-0 lead. Yielded a field goal here at the end of the half, but nice job by the defense. We'll be back with some halftime reviews. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. You're listening to... Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. And welcome back to Landisville. Eagles and Hemfield are at the half. Exeter leads 14-3. Taking a look at the first half, Exeter came out. Drove the length of the field from the 24-yard line, went 86 yards, uh, 76 yards, sorry, and uh, scored at 741 in the first quarter on a two-yard run by Ty Yoakum. Uh, teams exchanged series throughout, uh, not a ton of offense. Hempfield went for a field goal that was blocked by Jacob Wolf um, late in the first quarter. In the second quarter, both teams continued to exchange series, uh, not really getting any scoring opportunities. Exeter got the ball back just over four minutes ago, drove the length of the field um, after a missed field goal on 80 yards, and um, Eric Nangle punched in for five yards out for the Eagles with 51 seconds remaining in the first half, giving them a 14-0 lead. Hemfield got the ball back on the kickoff, took it across midfield, uh, marched it down to about the 10-yard line, and they finished up with a 30-yard field goal by Cannon Bisco with two seconds remaining in the first half. Uh, after the kickoff and return by Jake Wolf, that ended the first half with Exeter leading 14-3. So some of the things we talked about early on, uh, keys to the game. One, we said that Hemfield needed to protect Harbaugh. And, and for the most part, I think he's been sacked one time. They've done a good job. He's done a nice job of keeping himself active in the pocket and escaping. We said Exeter had to work, work their run game and mix in the pass. 
the run game has worked. The pass game has not been there tonight in the first half. Uh, Colin Payne's been a little bit off on his throws, a little bit high and a little bit to the outside. Put some good throws together, though, in that last drive. So the first drive of the game, he was two for two, and the last drive, he was two for two. And so certainly, if he can now put that middle part together for the second half, start fast, great finish, tremendous job in between. Uh, he'll do a great job here in the second half, and I don't doubt Colin is uh, thinking about that right now at halftime. So again, Exeter leads 14 to three. Hemfield will get the ball back to start the second half. You know, we talked about the importance of this game. Um, you know, a revenge factor game for, for the Black Knights. And not just that, but you know, in 2022, Berks County IC will be merging into the Lancaster Lebanon League, and there'll be five sections. So this game is a way for Exeter to, uh, to again, show Lancaster Lebanon a little bit more about what Berks County football is about. Uh, last week, obviously, they played Wilson. This week, they're playing Hemfield. Two Section 1 teams that both have done very well. Um, obviously, Wilson has won a, a ton of Section 1 and Lancaster Lebanon championships. And Hemfield has been one of the teams that have won in those other years uh, here in Lancaster Lebanon. So, Again, Hemphill is easily a very good team, uh, one of the better teams in Section 1. And as you look into next season, you know, what Section 1 will look like, um, Hemphill will be in Section 1 with Reading High, uh, McCaskey, Manheim, Manheim Township, Wilson, Penn Manor, and Cedarcrest. Exeter will go into Section 2. They'll be joined by Berks County's Governor Mifflin and... Um, They'll have Muhlenberg as well, but Lebanon, Warwick, Conestoga Valley, and Mannheim Central. We talked about Mannheim Central at the, the start in the opener, that Mannheim Central is one of the top teams in District 3-5A, uh, district champion in the last few years. Uh, Calico slipped in there one year, but you know Mannheim Central is a, a good program, someone who Hemphill has already faced in a tough game, a close game that, that Mannheim Central won. So again, the, the talent in, in Section 1 in Lancaster 11 is a very good talent pool, as is Section 2 all the way through. The merger between the Berks IC and um, Lancaster 11 League is really going to help all the teams. It'll be a large uh, league uh, with five sections, we said. Most of the sections will have seven teams in. I think Section 4 and Section 5 will have eight teams in them. Uh, it certainly helps the smaller schools in Berks County. Um, it doesn't really do a whole lot more for the upper teams in Berks County because they're going to play good talent regardless. Now, one of the things that you have to look at extra schedule so far coming in, Exeter is taking on their fourth 6A team so far, opening up with Central York, a 6A team from York Adams County. They took on Boyertown, a 6A team from the Pioneer uh, Conference down in Montgomery County. Wilson, of course, a 6A team from Lancaster Latin Section 1. And then Hemfield, a 6A team from Section 1 here in Lancaster Lebanon as well. So again, Exeter is trying to get itself prepared moving forward for 2022 and uh, get a, a good feel for what Lancaster Lebanon football is all about. I, I think certainly they're, they're telling themselves that they know that Wilson's obviously a tremendous team and Hemfield is a very strong, good team as they've seen here in the first half as they've only put 14 points on the board and surrendered three. So Hemfield's uh, band is on the field taking a look at, at what Exeter has coming up. Next week, Exeter will travel to West York to take on the Bulldogs from West York, uh, a team that's struggling right now. They're 0-3. Don't know how they're doing tonight, but uh, they're 0-3 on the season. So again, you know, one of the things we heard Coach Bauer talk about uh, during his interview with our producer, Jerry Gelf, is that this was the only game they were focused on this week. Obviously, he knew Hemfield was a good team. 
after a tough loss last year in overtime. You know, Coach Bauer wanted his guys focused on this game. You know, he gave him the weekend to enjoy the Wilson win. Monday started, and it was Hemfield. And again, Exeter hasn't played poorly. They've moved the ball offensively. They just haven't connected in the passing game here, uh, probably after that first series, up until this last series here. So again, it's one of the things to probably work on. But again, Eric Dangle's having a great night running the ball. Ty Yoakum doing a great job as well. Uh, Exeter's really been a two tight end set the entire game. Uh, maybe they'll look to open up a little bit and see what happens. But so that's where we sit at the half right now. It's 14 to three Exeter. Hemphill will get the ball. And uh, we'll start the second half here in a little bit, but we're going to break away here for some commercials, and we'll be back shortly. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-home Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. And welcome back to Landisville as Exeter's Bain has just left the field and now Hemfield is setting up for their, their halftime homecoming celebration as they crown, I assume, a king and a queen. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, some schools do both, not every school does it. Some scores around Berks County. Uh, at the half, Governor Mifflin leads Harrisburg 14-7. So as they're jumping out to an early 14-0 lead, Harrisburg's kind of settled down a little bit. Uh, they put a score on the board as well. Uh, you know, Wilson, who comes in to this weekend 1-2 and two after losses to both Governor Mifflin and Exeter, are up 23 to nothing over Martin Luther King out of Philadelphia, the Northeast of Philly there in the first quarter. Um, late in the second quarter, Burks Catholic is up 34 to 14 over Pope John Paul. Exeter, of course, we said is up 14 to three here at the half. Twin Valley, wow, Twin Valley leads 54 to six over Kutztown at the half. Uh, Mercy rule certainly in effect with the second half kickoff, but but that is not a good score to see for Kutztown. Obviously, Kutztown got a win earlier this year, which is great to see. But Twin Valley putting 54 points on Kutztown is, is certainly not boding well for the Cougars of Kutztown. Certainly bodes well for the Raiders of Twin Valley, though. Yeah, uh, Kutztown put up uh, over 50 points last week. Uh, Jerry just reminded me of that. So quite a drop-off from 70-some points to six uh, in one week. Um, at Shirk Stadium in Albright College, uh, Reading High leads Owen J. Roberts. Or actually, it's, it's, it's no score there in that game. Uh, in the second quarter, Daniel Boone and uh, Conestoga Valley are scoreless. Again, there's another Langster-Lebnon-Berks County matchup. Uh, at the half, Kennerdale 21, Muhlenberg 0. Muhlenberg continues to struggle uh, with their football program. Schuylkill Valley, we had talked about that score earlier. I think it was 21-7, Schuylkill Valley over the Indians of Upper Perk. Um, taking on more, looking at Boyertown. Boyertown-Potsgrove tied at the half. 
14-14. And then tomorrow, a big game in Section 2 for Berks County. Hamburg travels to Wyoming, missing a battle of the unbeaten. Uh, we'll see how real Hamburg is going against Wyoming, missing. Uh, they were off to a great start, but not sure they faced anyone the same talent level as Wyoming, missing. And we'll see what happens there. But again, those are the scores from around the county. Um, you know, Governor Mifflin tied at the half. Wilson up 29-0 at the half. Uh, so Wilson certainly bounced back this week against a team from uh, Northeast Philly, Martin Luther King High. So that's where we stand around Berks County scores. Um, things that we're going to see here in the second half, things that we need to see, uh, certainly from Exeter's point of view, they've got to continue to run the ball and, and get the ball moving and then make some easy passes here for Colin Payne to get on track. Um, he, he's been a little high and a little erratic. Uh, on his passes here in the first half. And uh, so hopefully he's kind of fixed that with that last drive where he made some good passes and completions. And then defensively, Exeter continues to bring pressure and they have to pressure hardball. There's not much of a running game for Hemfield. And so the, it's going to be all passing here in the second half. Down by 11, they get the ball. Uh, I would plan to see Hemfield take some shots down the field. They had a little success in the middle of the field against Exeter's too high look. Look to see if Exeter goes back to a one-high look, maybe play a little man, but take away some of that passing down the middle of the field for Hemfield. But Hemfield's got to protect Harbaugh. Um, we've seen Exeter bring a few blitzes up the middle, uh, but Exeter's got to continue to put pressure on Harbaugh, not let him set his feet and make reads down the field. Um, special teams-wise, again, Exeter needs to uh, get a good kickoff here to start the second half. Exeter's got to go three and out defensively, put their offense back on the field, and uh, put some more points on the board. As Coach Bauer talked to his team all week long, this is going to be a four-quarter game. It's going to be a difficult game. It's going to be a battle. And uh, it really is a battle, 14-3 right now. Exeter hasn't done much offensively after the first drive. As I said, they scored that last drive of the first half, but they gave up three points coming back. So Exeter must continue to move the ball, get Colin Payne on track passing, and do the things they need to do to be successful here and come away with a win here from Landisville. So we're going to step away here for a moment. Uh, we'll be back here for the second half, about six minutes to go here at halftime. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. 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 But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. And we're back here to Lannisville as Hemfield has finished up their homecoming celebration activities. It was not, I'm sorry, I said it again. Their Hall of Fame activities and not homecoming. Uh, their homecoming's in October, which again makes a lot more sense than in September against a non-league team. So they just honored a, a number of uh, various alumni here at Hemfield uh, in a nice ceremony. And uh, we're about five minutes away from kickoff. You know, as we look around the county, again, there's a couple matchups between Lancaster 11. We talked about the merger happening next year. 
Uh, we see that that you know maybe someone has figured out a way at least to slow down Nick Singleton for a little bit there in the first half. Uh, he had a 53-yard touchdown run uh, to give him a 14-0 lead. And it sounds like Harrisburg has, has uh, stepped up their game. Uh, Harrisburg obviously is a, a state perennial team, uh, won a state championship last year, and uh, certainly we knew it was going to be a great game. I just do not envy Harrisburg preparing for uh, Governor Mifflin's offense in three days' notice. I think that's a little tough, but certainly they seem to do a really nice job with it as it's 14-7 at the half, Mifflin over the Cougars of Harrisburg. Other things to look at here, uh, as we said, Exeter will play next Saturday. Not a Friday night game, but a Saturday evening game in West York against the Bulldogs. I believe that's a 6 o'clock kickoff next week at West York. Uh, a little bit different. Kind of changes the schedule for Exeter, and that's one of the things Coach Bauer, of course, after he gets through this game tonight, what we'll to kind of change the schedule around for how they do things at practice this week and, and not have his team ready to go on Friday, but have them ready to go on a Saturday. And so not a ton of change. But it's certainly when you play Friday, 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 and then have a Saturday game, you're not prepared for it. Uh, as they were in the start of the season, a little bit different. But this week, they'll have a chance to prepare for a Saturday game. If you recall, the Central York game was a rain out on a Friday night, and then they played Central York Saturday morning. Um, and that was a 34-28 loss for the Eagles. Um, Looking at the stats from the Governor Mifflin Harrisburg game, you would think Mifflin would be up by four scores. Um, you know, it's being reported that Governor Mifflin has eight first downs. Harrisburg offensively has one first down. In the running game, Mifflin went over the 200 yard mark in the first half with 207 yards. They've held Harrisburg to 67 yards of total offense and yet it's 14 to seven. So I'm wondering, was there a defensive turnover for a score, a special team score? Something had to happen there to let that happen, but uh, defensively, it sounds like Harrisburg's doing a nice job. Uh, 200 yards for that Mifflin offense is, is saying a lot. They're racking up over 400 yards a game and over 50 points a game. So Harrisburg's certainly doing a great job in yielding 14 points, came back and they've scored seven to make it a 14-7 the game at the half. Um, we sit here 14 to three, uh, getting ready for the second half to begin shortly. Um, Exeter is up with two scores, one in the first quarter by Ty Yoakum, one in the second quarter by Eric Nangle, and they gave up a field goal right at the end of the first half with two seconds left to Cannon Briscoe, uh, Briscoe uh, from 30 yards out. And that's where we sit here, just over two minutes. We'll be back shortly with uh, the second half action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. 
Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. And we're back to Landisville. Here's we're under a minute and a half time. Both teams will be taking the field shortly. As uh, we said, it was uh, Hempfield's Hall of Fame induction tonight for their newest members. Um, so a little ceremony here on the field. And... Uh, and both sets of cheerleaders are now getting their banners ready as the teams are about to take the field. I see Hemfield coming in from our left-hand side here as they're about to cross the track. As Exer is coming across the far end of the field to the rousing support of the Hemfield fans. I, I jest there. They're a uh, little bit of boo-birds over there for Exer as they come in. Coach Ballard trots onto the field here ahead of the Eagles. Uh, his boys are up 14-3, and they'll be kicking off here to start the second half. So uh, Coach Bauer certainly can't be upset with the way Exeter played the first half. They, they, they played a very good defensive half. Uh, offensively, they, they, they kind of just didn't hit on a few plays there uh, on third downs and, and had to punt the ball away. Uh, they gave a field goal at the end of the half, but 14-3 against a very good Hemfield team. Uh, I'm sure Coach Bauer talked to them about you know getting back to the things they've done well the first three weeks and, and, and a lot of things they've done well so far here tonight. Uh, probably improving the pass game a little bit. And uh, just making some bigger plays here. I've, we've yet to have a turnover yet tonight, and so that's probably something the extra defense uh, needs to do here. They're plus three in the turnover margin uh, coming into tonight. Uh, they've done a very nice job all year defensively, as they have obviously have done offensively, and uh, they seem to continue on that path here as we start the second half. So extra will be kicking to start the second half. Mikey Moser will be teeing up here momentarily. And uh, extra leads 14-3 here at the half after a Yoakum two-yard touchdown and an angle five-yard touchdown and a Bisco 30-yard field goal for Hemfield, making it 14-3. One of the things in the first half that we did not see was J.R. Strauss, you know, making um, plays in the skill portion of it. He certainly did a nice job blocking on the end there uh, in the running game, but we haven't seen him catch a ball yet. Came in tonight as the third leading receiver in Berks County. Has not caught a ball yet tonight. Um, I don't think we, we've seen him run the ball one time. It was no gain. So maybe they'll try and open up some of that offense with J.R. Strauss. They do a little pop pitch where he comes in front of the quarterback and they pitch in the ball. Uh, maybe we'll see if they can get J.R. Strauss going here as well to open up the offense a little bit. But for the most part, Exeter State with a two tight end set the whole first half, uh, keeping Hemfield in the box in their 3-4. Um, and when you're not able to complete the ball and you've got seven guys in the box, uh, with the safety coming down, it's an eight-man box. A little difficult to run against sometimes. And we, we saw that probably midway through the first quarter through midway through the second quarter. But again, X had a very nice drive to end the first half, moved the ball down. Uh, they, they ran the ball very well over the right side with Yoakum and Nangle, punching in, as we said, uh, with 51 seconds ago. So hopefully we'll see a lot more of that here in the second half as Mikey Moser tees it up here on the 40-yard line. Um, Hemfield's return team in the huddle across the field, the referees break from the middle of the field. We'll be underway here shortly with the second half. Uh, you know, we talked about the break here a little bit. You know, Harrisburg's doing a really nice job against Governor Mifflin and giving up 207 total yards and two scores, which were early. But it sounds like they've had a little bit of an answer to slow down at least Governor Mifflin's offense uh, in that first half. So here we are, we're underway here, about to start the third quarter. Uh, again, Moser tees it up, he's got it's five by five, balls in the middle field. See if we kick the ball deep here. Um, we've been teeing up on the hash the last few times. Ball's teed up in the middle field here. Five eagles to his left, five to his right. He approaches the ball. 
Drives it deep down to about the 15-yard line. Extra squeezes in. Still on his feet, gets to the outside, and, and the coverage team just, again, lives up a big return. Uh, balls out across the 40. You know, says, you know, it looks like they're going to spot the ball somewhere around the 43-yard line. You know, just unfortunate. That's one of the units extras got to get better at, especially as they look deeper into the season, into the postseason. They've got to kick the ball down the field and make the team use 70, 75 yards of the field. Right now, they're giving up, you know, 58 yards, 57 yards, 50 yards at a time. So we're underway here. First and 10 for Hemfield. Ball spotted on the 42-yard line. Harbaugh in the gun. He's going to throw the ball out to the flat. There to make the play is Jacob Wook after a short completion of about two yards. It'll bring up second and eight. Nice job by Jacob Wolf coming off the number one receiver for the number two receiver, making the tackle. It'll bring up, now they're going to give him three yards. It'll bring up second and seven. Ball spotted on the 46-yard line of Hemfield. Right hash in front of the Exeter bench. Stephen Catch in the backfield, number 12. Uh, was a quarterback as a sophomore. He's a junior this year, playing a lot more running back for the Black Knights. He sets to the left here. Back to pass again, out to the flat. Pass completed on the coverage. And there's a flag down there as well. On the coverage was number 55, Lucas Palan. She made the tackle, um, possibly a face mask where that flag was thrown, thrown from the inside to the outside there, from the hash to the sideline uh, on the tackle. So we may get a, a penalty here. Uh, the, the pass completion was enough for a first down to the 45-yard line. Uh, let's see what the referee's going to call here. You know, again, we're on the far side. It was face pass against Exeter. So that'll add 15 more yards onto the play, unless it's the five-yard uh, five variety. Let's see what they come up with here. It's a five-yard penalty, so tackling five more yards here, but it's a first down for Hemfield, and, and a good job by them. Yeah. They have the ball now, the extra 40-yard line, and extra defense has to step up again here. So again, extra dons their white road uniforms here. Hemfield in all black with, with black and red lettering on the, on the uh, shirts. Black helmet with the black knight in red. Exeter, of course, with the EX in blue. Harbaugh goes empty here. Three receivers to his right, two to his left. Exeter's playing man across the board, it looks like. It is man. Little sit route in the middle of the field, incomplete. Pass intended for, for uh, Cam Akers, or I'm sorry, uh, Adam Aker. Incomplete, second and ten. So it'll be second and ten here. Ball again spotted on the 40-yard line for Hemfield. Still just under a minute so far in the first half. 11:04 uh, on the clock. Two receivers to the left, tight end receiver to the right of Hardball. Exeter jumped off sides. Let's see what happens here. I think they're going to get Exeter. We'll see what happens. Five yard. Yep, against Exeter, five yards. Going to make it second and five. Hold on, a little bit of discussion here now. The umpires come in to talk to the referee. Um, Exeter may not have been in the neutral zone when they moved, and there was a Hemfield player who moved. So let's see who the penalty is going to be on. They're talking about it right now. 
They called it on Hemfield originally. They're coming back. Uh, looks like they're going to call it against Hemfield. Nope, it is against Exeter. Okay. So it'll be second and five now. Well, let's see. It's early in the game for the Phillies. They usually don't score 18 runs until after the fifth innings, but it's one nothing Phillies over the Mets. Uh, Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies. He's going uh, three, and, three and a third right now. Give up the middle for Hemfield. Ball breaks to the outside. Nice run there for Hemfield. First down over the left-hand side for Evan Smith. It'll be first and ten. Outside linebacker Lucas Palange makes the tackle, but not before a Black Knight first down. First and ten ball spotted on the Exeter 28-yard line. Now, Hemfield's been down at this end of the field three times, coming away with three points in the first half. A block kick turned over on downs, and then the field goal right there with two seconds ago in the first half. So extra defense has to rise up again. Two by two set, give up the middle. Cash makes a few people miss, drives it forward. And he's got a gain of about seven, looks like. It's going to bring up second and two, second and three. Let's see where they spot the ball. Huh? Gain of nine, it'll be second and, and one. Again, here's an opportunity now, second and short, plus side of the field. Hemfield might take a shot here. Let's see what they do with the ball. And this guy out here, split far to the right, will run a slant because he's too far to get anything else. But let's see. Nope, give up the middle. Enough for the first down, it looks like. Nope, looks like they're going to mark him back down to the 20-yard line. So lost there. Joe Reedy on a tackle for Exeter. We'll bring up a third down. Ball spotted just inside the 20-yard line. It's third and one, no gain of the play. And Exeter's got to be careful to watch the ball here, get off the ball and make a play. Tight end trips to the right. Two receivers flexed out here, double tight. They've sprinted out of this formation. There's quarterback run to the right. Chance to make a play, and it's made. That's Lucas Plange on the play there. Dropped him in the backfield for a loss. It's four down territory for Hemfield, starting the second half down by 11. It's fourth and three. So they take their tight ends out of the game. This might be an empty set or at least two by two uh, split out here. Um, you know, Exeter's got to put pressure on him here and not let him out of the pocket. He's run for a few first downs after drop back. So let's see. Yep, two by two set here. Scott catching in the backfield with him. Receiver to the left is way split out. I'm not sure he's even a viable option, but again, looking for the out route. Tackle made right away. Does he hold on to the ball? No, incomplete. Nice job there coming up, making a stiff from the corner position is Jacob Wolf drawing the ball loose, and Exeter will take over on downs. And unfortunately, the young man who was the attempt receiver is still down on the field. As I said, Jacob Wolf laid a nice lick there. It was a nice play from his cornerback position. And Exeter will take over downs, but right now there's an injured player on the field. We're going to take away here for a few moments. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. So welcome back here to Hempfield. Um, good to see that um, Adam Acker got up under his own power there and walked himself off after taking that shot. Um, again, extra defense holds here to start the second half. They take over the ball on the 21-yard line, first and 10. And we're back to a double tight end set. Under center for Payne, eye backfield. Schlaffer split out to the left. The give is an angle to the left side, a huge hole. Cuts it back, makes one man miss, and he's across the 30 to about the 35-yard line. First down for the Eagles. There was no one on the right side of the defense. Uh, even Ty Yoakum, the lead blocker, wasn't sure who to go block. There was no one for him to block. So a gain of, as said, um, out to the 34-yard line, first and 10 for the Eagles. So Payne back under center. Kyle Helm the center. Yoakum the up back. Give goes to Nangle again over the left side. He's wrestled down. After a short gain, it'll be second and seven for the Eagles. Aiden Johnson for Mifflin has completed a 52-yard touchdown pass to Aiden Martin. And Mifflin now leads Harrisburg 21-7 in the third quarter. So again, not with the running game, but with the passing game. Exeter comes back up under center. Give again to Nangle over the left side. Short gain if no gain at all. It'll bring up third, probably about six for the Eagles. We're just under the seven minute mark here in the third quarter. Exeter leading the Black Knights of Hempfield 14 to three. Um, Exeter on its first series here in the second half has a third and six ball spotted on the 38 yard line uh, near hash to their bench. Again, fake is to, fake is to yoke him up the middle. Payne pulls it back out, looks down the middle and he hits Joey Schlaffer on a deep dig route for a first down and Exeter moves to change. And so again, one of the things that Colin was doing in the first half was, was throwing the ball wide to the outside. Threw the ball down the middle here, let him set his feet, throw the ball in front of him. A nice pass to Schlaffer. Nice catch by Joey Schlaffer in the first down for the Eagles as the ball is just over the 50-yard line into Hempfield territory. Payne brings the Eagles back up the line. Give us the Yoakum. Again, they keep trying the left side here. Uh, Gaino looks like three, maybe. Um, you know, all the runs have gone left here so far in the second half, uh, in this drive at least. Uh, gain of three, it looks like. Second and seven for the Eagles. Ball spot on the 46-yard line. Carson Smith checking in. Joven Hollis checking out for the Eagles.
So we have double tight end. Strauss is the wing back. Schmidt in motion. Give is to Nango over the right side. Slips his hips through and gets the ball out to about the 42-yard line. It'll bring up about third and three for the Eagles. Again, Schmidt checks out. Hollis, uh, Joven Hollis checks back in. I got to imagine this is four down territory for the Eagles here as they start the second half. Uh, if they don't lose any yardage, if they gain or get no gain, I imagine they'll go for it on fourth down. Again, the give to Nangor to the left side. Bullies himself away. Looks like he has a first down, though, following the block of Ty Yoakum. And that'll move the change again for the Eagles. Nice job of moving the sticks here. Keeps the clock running as we're at about four minutes and 40 seconds go in the third quarter. That's a first down for the Eagles. As I said, they spot the ball on the 39-yard line. The near hash for the Eagles. And Exeter, again, doing a nice job of going with the run and mixing the pass in here when they need it to. I would imagine they'll say the same thing. See if they try the right side soon, though. I don't know if they think they have something here to the left side. Uh, they've run a lot of the balls, a lot of the carries to the left side. Yoakum in the eye back. He's the up back. Looking, for sh looking deep. Miscommunication. Falls incomplete. A good call there by Exeter, I thought. You know, first and ten, take a shot down the field, loosen up the secondary. First and ten, second ten are the same play. It'll be second and ten for the Eagles. Again, ball spot on the 39-yard line. Colin Payne gets the call from the sideline, jogs back into the huddle. Schmidt and Schlaffer are both down here to the left. Let's see if they stay here. Nope, Joey's going to go across the field to the right. Uh, Strauss and Yoakum, the tight end. Strauss left, Yoakum right. Payne in the gun. Nangle to his left. You're to the right side there. He picks up about four yards, maybe five. Makes it third and medium. Looks like it'll be third and four for Exeter again. Uh, keep moving the chains here if they can. Move the chains, run the clock. Wow, the spot was... Uh, <laughs> move the spot back to the 35-yard line. Looks like he had at least the 34, if not the 33. So third and six here. Strauss has the wing to the right. Passes to Schlaffer. Complete it. Looks like he has the first down. Ball is up, but when you're throwing to a 6-6 target, throwing the ball high is not the worst thing in the world. Payne completes the pass. Should be enough for the first down. Let's see where they mark it. Again, they move the ball back again to the 30-yard line. It's going to be up fourth and one here for Exeter. Wow. Two spots that I uh, thought were not the best spots, but I'm, you know, 150 yards away, and they're right there. So be fourth and one for Exeter here. Ball spotted on the just inside the 30-yard line. Double tight eye formation. I imagine this is going to be a dive. To Yoakum, there's the dive to Yoakum. Makes one man miss. He got across the 30. Let's see if they give him the spot now. Should be a first down, but the spot to the other side will be the referee that matters, not the spot to the near side. So let's see where they mark it. This is going to be close. So they do not get the first down. Yoakum is stopped short. Um, looks like he had the ball beyond the 30-yard line. 
they have it right up against the 30-yard line. Um, so does not work for the Eagles there on fourth and one, and Hempfield will take over on downs. Uh, their ball, first and ten on their own 30-yard line on their near hash in front of the Hempfield bench. Again, a set we have not seen. Fullback in the backfield, tight end. Two backs with the quarterback. Back to pass, looking for the flat route. It's completed and then tackled for a short gain. Jake Wolf there to make the play. Uh, give him maybe a gain of one. We'll be second and nine. So it's second and nine here for Hemfield. Just over two minutes and 15 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Harbaugh brings the Black Knights out. Uh, very similar set to what Extra is showing. Tight end with the tight end wing. Flanker to the left, one receiver to the right. He's back to pass. No time. Has plenty of time now. He, he's brought down for a loss in the backfield. Let's see where they mark this ball. This ball should be inside the 30-yard line. And they do mark it down to the 29. Oh, just barely <laughs> inside the 29. Joey Reedy on the tackle. Uh, we would like to thank the folks here at Hemfield, uh, including their athletic director, Steve Polonis, the former athletic director at Wilson, for their great accommodations and their hospitality for allowing Extra Sports Network up here to broadcast the game. So we certainly thank the folks here at Hemfield. Um, with that said, it's going to be third and 10. Ball spotted just inside the 30-yard line. Again, Extra's got to get off the field here. Third down play. They're in a one-high set. Two by, it's an empty set here. Three by two. Three receivers to the left, two to the right. And it looks like Hempfield's going to take a timeout. And we'll be back after the timeout. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-home Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialist can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. And so we're back here to Hemfield. It's third and ten. Ball on the 29-yard line. Hemfield's ball. They go empty set. Two receivers to Harbaugh's right. Three to his left. Exeter appears to be playing man coverage across the board with a one-high safety. Let's see if Exeter can get the pressure here. Throwing the ball down the field. He's got a wide open receiver. Pass is completed for a touchdown. 71-yard touchdown completion down the left sideline. Coverage somehow was blown there. A wide-open receiver on third and 10. And Hemfield's right back in this game as they'll try. Let's see if they go for two here. Nope, looks like they brought the kicker in. Uh, certainly a blown assignment there somewhere in the secondary. Receiver was running down the, the far sideline in front of the Hemfield bench, wide open. 71-yard uh, completion, and again, um, 
Exeter had a little breakdown in coverage there, somewhere in the corner or something like that. They were one high. It looked like they were a man across the board. Someone just let their man go. And the snap is down. The kick is up, and the kick is blocked. Great effort there by Jake Wolf coming off that left side again. Blocks his second kick of the night. And again, that is a huge block right there. Five-point game. Exeter now, if they kick a field goal, go up by a touchdown, a two-point conversion. So again, that's a great job by Jake Wolf. Great effort. You know, Hemfield gets some momentum there. They're back in the game, and Jake Wolf steals the momentum right back with that block. So great effort there by Jake Wolf to block that kick and uh, keeping this a five-point game. As we have just over a minute to go here in the third quarter, it's 14 to nine, Exeter Eagles over the Hemfield Black Knights. We'll be back after this kickoff. You're listening to the Extra Sports Network. Never mind, Jerry said he doesn't need the money. We're good. We're going to stay right here uh, with the kickoff. <laughs> uh, so Bisco will tee it up here from the 40. Uh, back deep is Jake Wolf, who we just talked about. A great effort there to block that extra point. And J.R. Strauss. The ball has come down twice. I, I think Exeter should move up the return men. The ball landed on the 20-yard line once in the 24. Let's see where this ball lands. Again, up, up, up. See again. Ball's right there, received in the 15 by Strauss over the right side. And, and again, extra special teams doing a lot of work. Gets the ball out near the 30-yard line, but man comes knifing down off Hemfield's left side, Exeter's right side of the return, knifes through and makes the tackle 101 against Strauss. It'll be Exeter's ball here, just under a minute to go in the third quarter. Ball spotted the 30-yard line. Ball will be placed on the far hash uh, towards the Hemfield bench. This first down is brought to you by In-Home Oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. And it said it's first and 10 for Exeter. Ball spotted on the 30-yard line. Schmidt splits out to the left. Two backs with Yoakum and Nangle. The give us to Yoakum come over to the left side. One-on-one -on -one with outside linebacker. Brought down after a gain of six. It'll be second and four. It'll be one more play here in the first uh, third quarter if it's a running play. Passing play, we'll see what happens, but again, Yoken gets the ball to the 34-yard line, so it'll be second and six for Exeter. Schmidt stays in the game here, split out to the left. Schlaffer split out to the right. Again, Yoken tight end right, Strauss tight end left, Nangle in the backfield, sidecar left of Payne. Payne drops the snap, he's under pressure, and he's gonna go down. Ball went through his hands on the snap. Don't, not sure he was ready for it. This will bring up third down. We come back here to the third quarter. We'll take a break now as the third quarter winds down here. We'll start the fourth. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now. And our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. And we're back here to Hemfield. 
you know, two weeks ago, our producer, Jerry Geloff, and, and my partner, uh, Darren Zeiner, had a chance to sit down with um, Mike Drago from MikeDrago.com, uh, MikeDragoSports.com. And uh, one of the things they talked about was, was, you know, the constant competition extras facing. And one of the articles that Mike Drago wrote this week on his uh, MikeDragoSports.com was about Exeter possibly in a letdown type of game here and, and, and not allowing the big win from Wilson to affect them. They've not been sharp tonight. They played a, a good game. They've not been sharp. Uh, but we go to the fourth quarter with a five-point lead. Exeter's got to put some things together here to finish this game out now. Payne back to pass here as we start. Looks out to the right. Pass is incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Exeter will have to punt the ball away. And again, momentum is certainly on the other side of the field with Hemfield right now. The, the throw was short, skipped it looked like a little bit, and that'll be a fourth down. So Moser comes back onto the field here to punt as, as after the first play here of the fourth quarter. Well, Moser back, he's about 14 yards from the center. Ball being snapped back to him. Hollis comes in motion. There's the snap, it's a good snap. Mikey rolls to the right, kicks it. Good kick. Fair catch taken on about the 24 yard line by Hemfield, and they'll take over on downs. So wanted to know how Wilson was going to respond after back-to-back -back losses to Berks County teams. They're up 43-0 in the third quarter over MLK, Martin Luther King. Um, looks like they got uh, TJ Flight back, who was injured last week and didn't play against Exeter. Um, so he goes, you know, for six, um, and the extra point's good. So again, Wilson up 43-0 over MLK. And Exeter's defense now on the field, and it looks like they're going to spread us out here Empty backfield set, three receivers to the right, two to the left. They've had success here getting people lost in coverage. Corner got lost last time. Again, Harbaugh rolls out. We had to be across the line of scrimmage. They're going to throw a flag there. Missed tackle there. This, this has to come back. He was, Harbaugh was across the line of scrimmage when he threw that pass. It's going to be, um, you know, he, he crossed the line of scrimmage. So this is going to be loss of down. Okay, Exeter's going to take the penalty. So he crossed the line of scrimmage. He threw the ball. Obviously, that's a penalty. And uh, fortunate for Exeter because Hemfield would have had the ball in Exeter territory after the completion. So it looks like Hemfield's plan going forward here is going to spread Exeter out, go three by two, and throw the ball down the field. So illegal forward pass. We lost it down here. So second and 13 for Hemfield here. Again, Harbaugh rolls to his right. Double move by the receiver on an out there. Catch is completed just across the 30 yard line. It'll be short of the first down. Uh, but it'll bring up a very manageable third and one, third and two for Hemfield. So gain of 11 there on that pass. A little out route by number two receiver. 
Third and two. Exeter's got to come up with a stop here. Again, I think they got to bring pressure here. They haven't shown much pressure other than A-gap pressure next to the center by the Mike linebacker. I, I'd bring something off the edge here, something they haven't seen yet. Uh, three by one. The running back's away from the receivers. Won't be surprised if he runs this ball to the outside. Nope. Give up the middle. Enough for a first down. So first down for Hemfield, run up the middle here. We're under 11 minutes ago at the snap of the ball here in the fourth quarter. Exeter holding on to a five-point lead. Um, still a lot of field here to go. Three receivers, two hard balls left, one to his right. Hard ball back to pass. He's got pressure from his outside. He steps up and he goes down. Looks like he got himself back to the line of scrimmage, but again, Exeter brought pressure off the back side here, the single receiver side. Uh, a weak blitz off the edge, forced him up in the pocket, and the rush got to him. It'll be second and 10. A little bit of a battle of the bands here. I can't imagine if you're the Hempfield coaching staff, you want your band battling the Exeter band when you have the ball right in front of your bench. So they stop, they do a nice job there, but good little retort back. Again, three by two here, empty set for Hemfield. Throw down the middle of the field, incomplete. Looking for the slot receiver to the two receiver set, and that'll bring up third and long. Again, Exeter has a chance here to get off the field. It's third and long. Uh, still 10 minutes to go in the game, so Hemfield would not risk going for it here on 4th and 10 in their own territory. Uh, a fake punt here for 10 yards would even be difficult. So again, this is a big play for Exeter's defense here. They've got to get the stop here and keep it a 4th and long type of situation to eliminate the risk of any fake punt. So here we go. Two receivers to Harbaugh's left, one to his right. Oh, that's offsides. The tackle had his hand. Yeah, that's offsides. The left guard had his hand down. He picked his hand up and turned around and looked to the quarterback with the count and then put his hand back down. It's going to be third and 16 here now. Ball's going to get moved back to the 37-yard uh, line. So left guard had his hand down, picked it up, turned around, looked at the quarterback, and put his hand back down. No, they're going to wave the flag off. How, how can you wave the flag off there? He literally had his hand on the ground, picked it up and turned around to the quarterback, then put his hand back down. Once his hand's down, he can't pick it up. Oh, well, it'll be third and 11 here, ball on the 42-yard line, near hash for Hemfield near their sideline. Again, their lineman's hands are down. That kid was offside. That's a bad call by the referees. So Harbaugh rolls to his left, looking to the flat. He's got a receiver open. It's going to be a first down. Hit the curl area there. Exeter's linebackers need to expand a little bit. But that's a first down. It'll be first and 10 for Hemfield as we are under the 10-minute mark. Ball spotted on the 45-yard line of Exeter. First and 10, Black Knights. 
Exeter needs someone to come up with a big play here and steal some momentum. Again, tight end wing right with a flanker split out to the far right. Single receiver to the left. They've used this to run the ball here. And they're going to run it again to the edge. Breaks one tackle. Breaks a second tackle. Gets the ball about the 40-yard line. Going to bring up second and five for Henfield as they go around the right end. Exeter's defensive end had a chance to make the tackle there, but he did not do it. I'm under attack of a fly here in the, in the press box, but uh, second and five for Hemfield. Ball on the 40-yard line. So three receivers come out of the huddle to the left here. Harbaugh, one to the right. He's in the gun. Second and five. Harbaugh's going to hand it up the middle again. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to take a loss in the backfield. Nice job there by the defensive end. That's Joey Reedy, number 86 for the Eagles. Stayed home on the, on the inside zone. Quarterback pulled to try to get to the edge. Uh, loss of two will bring up third and seven. Ball spotted just inside the 42-yard line here for Hemfield on the Exeter 42. Again, third and long. Chance to get off the field for Exeter. Empty backfield, looking down the middle, pressure comes, he gets out, he throws. Completed on a sliding catch by number five. Actually, it's Garcia who makes the catch. But not before a first down. And now Hemfield is down inside the 30 again. That was Andy Garcia with a nice sliding catch uh, on the 23-yard line. First and 10, Hemfield. 23-yard line. Two receivers to the left of Harbaugh, one to the right. Give again up the middle. Gain of three, gets the ball to about the 20-yard line. Bring up second and seven for Hemfield here. Again, Exeter needs someone to make a play here. Change momentum, be a catalyst to the change. Extra's got to have someone step up, make a play here. Just over seven minutes to go in the game. Hemfield breaks the huddle. Two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right. Single back set next to Harbaugh. Harbaugh back to pass. Looking down the middle of the field. He flushes out to his right. He's going to throw it again. Incomplete. Looked like he was intended for number 32. Uh, Aiden short of the tight end, but it falls incomplete. There to break up the play for extras, number 27, Joven Hollis. And this will bring up third and eight. Again, four down territory here. Field goal doesn't really help them. Ball spotted just outside the 20-yard line. Again, your thought here for Hemfield, get half it back, get a makeable fourth down. They're going to split two receivers out to the left, two receivers out to the right. Motion goes across. Looking for a flat route here. 
Completed pass in the flat. Garcia again with the catch. Looks like he's going to bring up a fourth down here. Go back to week one. Um, this is the same situation. Exeter was in against Central York. Central York's quarterback, Bo uh, Cabula, ran to the right, got knocked out of bounds. Um, let's see what Hemfield's going to do here. Fourth and one on the 16-yard line, a uh, 15-yard line. They split the receiver way out to the right. Double tight end set. Watch the quarterback keep the ball here. Let's see what happens. Nope, the run over the right-hand side. Missed tackles, and that's a first down. Run the ball to the left-hand side. Two missed tackles for Exeter, and it's first and goal for Hemfield here with five minutes and 49 seconds to go. Checking the game for the Eagles. Kyle Helm. First and goal from the eight. Ball spotted on the near hash here for Hemfield. They break the huddle, three receivers to the left, one to the right. Offset back to his right. Looks like it's number 12 catch. Harbaugh takes a snap. Give up the middle off the right side. And he's in the end zone for a touchdown, I believe. Touchdown, Hemfield, and they take the lead 15 to 14 with the extra point to follow. 5-12 to go here in the game. First touchdown run here for catch. Well, we had thought that Exeter would not allow them to run the ball, but they, they did a nice job of running the ball and throwing the ball here in the fourth quarter. And the defense just not able to hold, giving up two scores. Going for two here. Harbaugh in the gun, rolls to his right. Throws the ball out to the side, to the corner, and it's complete. And that gives him a three-point lead with 17-14 with five minutes and 12 seconds to go in the game. Exeter will get the ball back here after this short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialist can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. So welcome back here to Landisville. Hemfield is now taking the lead with five minutes and 12 seconds to go. They're up 17 to 14. Uh, they'll kick the ball off here. Bisco teeing it up from the 40 yard line. Back deep for the Eagles, Strauss and Wolf. Hector use a huge return here. Still a little momentum back. Again, five minutes and 12 seconds is a lot of time. They have their timeouts. Not a time to panic here. Not a time to change what you've done as long as you're being successful. Kickoff comes down short. 
It's going to be Strauss from the 15. He goes to his left. Tripped up at the 25-yard line. Again, one guy shoots through, and that makes the play extra 75 yards away here from taking the lead. There's an injured eagle on the play as well. Again, not a time for extra to panic. They've got plenty of time on the clock, five minutes to go. They have all their timeouts. At the end of the third quarter, it's Mifflin 28, Harrisburg 13. Being reported by MikeDragoSports.com. I'm not sure who the injured eagle is right now, but Exeter's got a chance here. Uh, they trailed against Central York, came down the field with a chance to win it at the end. They answered back that, that, that most of that game, and another chance for the answer back right here. Um, if, if I'm Coach Bauer, I just tell my guys, relax. Keep doing what we're doing. We're fine. With the injured players still down for Exeter, we're going to step away here. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. And we're back here to Hemfield. The injured eagle was J.R. Strauss, number 18, the senior captain. Uh, he walks off under his own power. Um, so Exeter takes over uh, as we start here after the kickoff. Ball's on the 25-yard line, first and 10. Nangle around the left side. Trips around the line of scrimmage, falls ahead for a gain of maybe three. It'll be second and seven. They'll give him the 28 yard line, and it is second and seven. I'd like to see a little more urgency with extra coming out of the huddle, though. Nangle back in the pistol behind. Boot action here. He's got the looking across the middle. Fires incomplete in and out of the hands of Joven Hollis. At Fleetwood, quarterback Maddox throws to Ryan. 27-yard touchdown pass as the Tigers trail Conrad Weiser 35-31 with 8.42 left in the third quarter. That's the fourth touchdown pass of the day for Fleetwood's quarterback Maddox. Big play here for Exeter, third and seven. Um, they had the first down there on the completion, but it was knocked out, caught and dropped by Hollis, and that'll be third and seven. Still plenty of time. Exeter doesn't get it. They gotta punt the ball away and use their timeouts on defense. Payne back to pass. Looks down the middle, he's got a receiver. Ball is caught by Ty Yoakum at the 45 yard line. Nice catch by Ty Yoakum there. Good ball by uh, Colin Payne. We talked about the tight ends down the middle in the first half. We saw it here in the fourth quarter. That's a big play for Exeter to get the ball out to the 45 yard line. Still plenty of time to go. 
Four minutes and 20 seconds to go. They're going to start the clock here. Exeter's got to hustle to the ball here. I hate to see people walking on the field. Uh, we've got a tight end left, the flanker. Double tight end set here. Again, the give is to around the left side to Nangle. He is knocked back for a loss. Going to bring up second and 11 for Exeter. Ball on the far hash. Payne gets the play from the sidelines, runs it into the huddle, and we're now just over three minutes and 30 seconds to go. Second and 12 for the Eagles, the ball at the 43-yard line. Boot action again. Payne rolls out to his right, looks deep down the field. Carson Schmidt incomplete. Second and long there. I would like to see us go for something middle range, try and get to third and medium. Because now it's third and long. And Carson Schmidt is down on the ground, I think. So another injured eagle here. So with Schmidt on the field, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the Extra Sports Network. Up to U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Well, at this point for Exeter, with three minutes and 28 seconds remaining, they may be in four-down territory here. Um, so again, try and get half of it back and have a manageable fourth down. Would have liked to have seen that in the last play. Uh, but... Here we go, Exeter, double tight end, double flanker. In the gun is Payne, he's back to pass. Throws it deep to the left side. Incomplete overthrow, Sch Schlaffer. And now it's fourth and long. I, I think Exeter's got a, oh boy, I think they got a punt here. I don't understand that play call there. You gotta get the ball a makeable fourth down. Fourth and long is not a makeable fourth down. Twin Valley now leads Kutztown 68 to 22, and that is has gone final. Exeter's going to take a timeout here. 3:24 to go. Exeter has two timeouts remaining. I, I think they have to punt the ball deep here and hope their defense can rise up and use the timeouts. You know, a field goal ties this game. The ball sitting inside the 45-yard line at the 43. If they don't get this, the game is over. I think they need to punt the ball away here, let their defense come out, use the timeouts, and get a shot late, hopefully on the plus side of the field. At least gets you a first down. But we'll see what Extra decides to do. Again, it's 4th and 12. Ball's on the 43-yard line. Extra's 43. Far hash in front of the uh, Hemfield bench. End of the third quarter at Wilson. Wilson leads 50 to nothing over Martin Luther King High. Extra looks like they're going to go for it here, so 
This is the game. Uh, if they don't get this, I think the game's over. Got to get great protection here for Collin. They've got three receivers to the right. Tight end on the backside. Schlaffer comes in motion. Down the middle of the field. Ball's outside. Even if he catches, he's not going to get a first down. I don't understand the play call. He can't get a first down from there. It was fourth and 12. You have to throw the ball beyond the sticks. You cannot throw the ball short. I do not understand that. That, that is a tough call. And Hemphill will take over on downs here with 3.17 to go. Hemfield's just going to run the ball here most likely, use the timeouts. They get a free down after a timeout, punt the ball away and give extra the ball back maybe with about a minute and a half to go. And they'll have to go the whole length of the field as well. So again, double tight end set here. Extra is too many men on the field, I think. No, I think they're okay. Here's a give up the middle. Tackle made, timeout. 3.12 to go. They got one more timeout here. 40 second play clock. We'll put it at 2 2.20. They'll punt the ball away. Extra will get the ball. Maybe two minutes and 10 seconds left. So again, Extra still a shot here, but they've got to hold him here. They've got to shut him down the next three plays. Get fourth down, make him punt. Clock will be running. Hemfield will probably work it down, take a timeout, punt the ball away on fourth down. So again, Exeter still, they've got to play everyone up here. They, they, they've got to get the stop here and get the timeout right away. So it'll be second and 10 here. Three minutes and 12 seconds to go. Hemfield's ball. Exeter's one timeout remaining. Exeter's got 11 guys down in the box here. Can't imagine Hemfield will throw the ball here. Maybe run the quarterback. Quarterback's gonna roll out. Oh my gosh, he was gonna throw the ball. A timeout here again. I mean, they had a guy wide open down the field, but pressure was just there. So third and 11 now, third and 12 maybe. Exeter did not take the time out there. So this will take it down to 2.15 before they'll probably need to snap the ball. And see if Hemfield will take a time out here. Nope, they're gonna run the play in. See if they're gonna let it wind down. They don't have play clocks here in their end zones uh, at Hemfield, which kind of surprises me. But the referee has his hand up. It's five seconds, four, three, two, one. They're going to be a delay game here. This is the late, oh, take timeout, okay. Hemfield took the timeout here. I, I, wow, that's a tough call for Hemfield. Why would you stop the clock? Now you stop the clock. You run the play here. Exeter takes a timeout, and, and they're going to get the ball back, like you said, with 2.10. Should have run the play there, made Exeter use their timeout. All right, well, Exeter needs to stop here, get their timeout. 
Exeter still has one timeout left. Again, I would anticipate Harbaugh keeping this ball on the move, trying to make something happen, get to the edge. Quarterback for Mifflin, Eden Johnson, has his third touchdown pass tonight for, X, uh, for Governor Mifflin, and they now lead Harrisburg 42-13. Harrisburg's ranked number nine in the state in 6A. Mifflin is ranked two in the state in 5A. One in the state, but in the district ranking, they're two. Go figure. So third and 12 here. Clock is stopped at 219. Two by two set. I cannot imagine they're going to throw the ball here and stop the clock. Let's see if he runs it. Quarterback draw or something. Nope. Oh, my goodness gracious. He's just going to run now. There it is. Take your time out. I don't. I, that's, that, that's a call I would question as well. Exeter's going to get the ball back here. Just over two minutes to go. They're going to be punting from their own 39-yard line. If they can get a return here. Exeter takes the timeout. We're gonna, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-home Oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. So we're back here at Lannisville. If Exeter is going for the block rate, but if not, they need two guys back deep here. This guy's going to try and kick the ball away. Jake's got a chance. Don't let it bounce, Jake. Oh. Jake, go, go get on the ball, guys. The clock is running. you got to field that punt. That ball cannot touch the ground. So Exeter takes over just under two minutes to go. They've got to go 80 yards. They're down by three. Get themselves in field goal range. They've got to probably get to the 20 yards. So they've got to go 60 yards. And it'll be first and 10 for the Eagles. This first down brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joe's. Primary care, urgent care, emergency care, on-demand care, the best care. Anywhere on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. So Exeter's ball, first and 10, ball on their own 20-yard line. He's got Wolf and Schlaffer to his right, does pain. Schmidt to his left, back to pass. Ooh, throws it out, Wolf makes the catch. Jake Wolf turns it back in. And now, clock is just running here. Why would you change your formation? Payne back to pass. Tries to go up the middle, he escapes the pressure, gets upfield, gets it out to the 40-yard line, it's going to stop the clock. You don't need to spike the ball here. You don't need to spike the ball. Have a play call already and let's go, let's go. Clock is going to start when they put the chains down. 
Wow, he didn't spot he didn't spot the ball and the clock was running on the first down. Payne back to pass again. Looks to his left, throws it up. Interference, we got pass interference. I don't believe he caught the ball. He may have caught the ball. Let's see. And that's a good catch over there. Great catch. I believe it was Jake Wolf. But that ball is down inside the 35-yard line. And there's a penalty. The penalty will be declined. They'll take the result of the play. Oh, wait, now they're going incomplete. So we'll get pass interference here. It'll stop the clock. So the penalties moved up, ball crosses midfield, still a minute and 12 to go. The clock will not start here because it was a defensive penalty. Ball spot on the 45 yard line. Again, Mikey Moser warming up on the sideline here at the kicking net. Payne back to pass, gets flushed out of the pocket, throws to the sideline, it's complete and out of bounds. Nice catch by Jake Wolf. And Exeter just outside the 30-yard line. He's still have over a minute to go. The clock will not start until the snap. Nice ball by Payne as he got flushed, as he got flushed out of the pocket to his right. Jake Wolf came back to him, was open. And now the ball is on the 32-yard line with a minute and four seconds to go. Exeter has a great chance here now. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Payne gets flushed out. He's going to run it. He gets to the 30-yard line. He's got to get him the ball now. He's got to get him the ball. Have the next play called. Throw the ball out to the right. Hit a sideline route. Let's go. How do you not have formation set up? Get on the ball. Throws it deep. Up for Schlaffer. Incomplete. 37 seconds, it'll be third down, third and eight. Third and eight for Exeter, ball spotted on the 30-yard line. No, well, they don't have to, the clock has stopped here, so. Right. So again, two receivers to the left. Schmidt split out to the right. Timeout called. Officials timeout here. I'm not sure what the timeout here was. Officials timeout from the far side on the Hempfield selling penalty. Penalty on Exeter, what's, what's the penalty? I'm not sure what the call was there. Again, same referee would mark the ball in the third quarter through the penalty there. Payne back to pass. Looks to his right, throws it outside. It's complete. Caught. Ball's at the 25-yard line. It's 
Fourth down. Exeter has a choice to make here. They've got to get the first and spike the ball. Got to get the first and spike the ball. It's too far to kick. So Exeter will have it fourth and three on the 25-yard line. Eric Nangle back in the game. Exeter can run the ball here. They got to get lined up right away and spike the ball. Nangle out of the backfield. He throws. Schlaffer's open. Go down. They got to get on the ball and spike the ball. They've got to get on the ball and spike the ball. Just line up. Don't move. Joey, just stop running. Line up. Don't move. Oh my gosh, they're winding the clock, he's moving the ball. This referee is horrendous. This is horrendous. That is terrible. That is terrible officiating. Referee took the ball at the numbers and looked like he was going to spot it inside the numbers and then walked it to the field as they wound the clock. That is terrible officiating. Wow. All right, so Exeter's got 17 seconds to go. They've got one shot at the end zone, and they've got to kick the field goal. That's where we're at. At Boyertown and, and Pottsgrove, they're going to overtime 14-14. I'm looking for J.R. Strauss down the middle here. I would put Schlaffer to the other side of the field so the coverage goes there and put Strauss to this side. You got them side by side. I don't think that's what you want. You got Joven Hollis on the left and Schmidt. I'd switch my receiver here. So Coach Bauer out to talk to the referee now. Not sure what the, the whole situation's about. Looks like they moved the clock back to 20 seconds. So they got two shots at the end zone here now. Two shots at the end zone. Payne goes out to talk to Schmidt. So again, Payne back to pass, pumps, up and out, looks for Schmidt deep. Incomplete. It's okay, you still got two more shots at the end zone here before you have to kick. Oh, they, they spiked the ball, they spiked the ball, third down. You got a shot at the end zone here, you got a kick. Again, I would switch Strauss and, and, and Joey Schlaffer. I would not put them on the same side of the field. I'd get a mismatch either way there. Oh, we got them both to the same side here. Payne back to pass. Looks down the middle. Intercept it. No. Incomplete, incomplete. All right, Exeter's got to kick the field goal here to tie it. Mikey Moser coming out for what will be. Ball is on the 15, 32-yard kick for Moser. Well, it comes down to this with 10 seconds to go. Moser teeing up. The ball's going to be spotted on the 22-yard line. 32-yard kick. Kick is, snap is up. Oh, it's blocked. That's going to be the ball game. Kick is blocked. Hemfield's going to win this game 17-14 with 4.5 seconds to go. Tough loss for the Eagles. 
So Exeter got their revenge, their game last year, and, and Hempfield gets the revenge back here. Exeter will fall to two and two, and Hempfield. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, two and two, and Hempfield will go to two and two as well. Well, all that's left now is for Hempfield to take a knee and end the game. Tough loss for our Eagles here in Landisville. This is a tough one to swallow here, but again, Exeter will come out to two and two as they go into um, one more non-league game next week. Anfield takes a timeout here, probably just to make sure they set themselves in their victory formation, make sure they have 11 guys on the field, no penalties. No opportunity that you could get a missed snap. I, I snap the ball and shotgun and take the knee here and take the win. Wow is right. Up 14 to three at the half. Exeter could muster very little offense in the second half. Hemfield scores twice here. Uh, in the second half to take the lead and give them credit for, for working hard and, and, and staying after it. Lone coverage for a touchdown. And now they're marching the ball upfield. So after an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, the ball is now at the 39-yard line. Harbach under center here to take one snap. He's going to take the knee, and that'll end the game. Hemfield wins tonight, 17-14 here at Landisville. Both teams even the records at 2-2. Two two. We'll be right back with the recap. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. And we're back to Landisville. Final score, Hempfield Black Knight 17, your Exeter Eagles 14. Uh, tough game here at the end. Uh, Hempfield did a nice job in the second half, putting two scores on the board. Exeter was unable to amount much offense in the second half. Um, and uh, so that's how to wrap up 17-14 here. We'll see you next week from West York, Saturday. At 6 o'clock, Darren will be back next week. It'll be a lot smoother broadcast, for me at least. Uh, but we appreciate you being with us tonight. Again, from Hemfield, Eagles lose 14-17. to Have a safe night, and we'll see you next week. And as always, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
Thank you for joining us for Exeter Eagles football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Join us next week when the Eagles fly into West York to take on the Bulldogs. You can listen to the game at jgmedia.us. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night. <laughs>